from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to the Rob and Slim Show with Rob. It doesn't feel good on your asshole. Slim. I'm gonna rip your head off and fuck your neck hole. <laughs> and Slamborghini. It's hurting till it's squirting, baby. Yeah, yeah. Internet radio's finest. Rockersworld.com. Welcome. Jonas Brothers gang with Katie Perry's bought and gave her raise and then she gave it 
in this corner. He's known as the Slamborghini. That's right. He breaks walls at 198 pounds. Give it up for our intern on the Robin Slim Show. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Hey, guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. The time that we will spend together, baby, will be fucking amazing. Let's go while we're young. What the fuck is Slambo? What the fuck, call man? Him, call him. Call him Holy on shit. You know. He's got a big, he's like, uh, biggest part of too many rapes tonight. A big bit between <laughs> me and him and this mother. supposed mother- to be fighting him. This motherfucker. Call him. Call him. Tell all right, him. all right. Tell let me let me call. You gotta save it. You gotta save it for the ring. Ah, oh, wait. What is that? Something's at the door. Oh, we were just gonna oh, unload on your fucking <laughs> face. I was no, so No, you're gonna pissed. end the ring later. Yeah, now I have an even better. Oh, we wanna hear He's your quitting. fucking excuses. Just you quit. sit down on the microphone <laughs> and you fucking... Put a dick in your oh, mouth. I'm the base guys. Oh my god! And you're he on wants the base guys. to call. Yeah. So you oh, you give him the broken chair too. I yeah, I was pissed. I was just like, oh. "Fuck it, he's got this." <laughs> just throw it on the floor. Just... Too many rapes. It's all doc tonight. Oh my 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 uh, fucking phone is like dead. Broken. There's no metal <laughs> chairs. I don't know what. Battery for it. Uh, so, is there another uh, show? And uh, another. Uh, there might chair? be another. Broken I got chair a, in there. a postcard, hand-drawn postcard from the Road Soda Podcast. Oh, that awesome. is... It's got a oh, lot of wow. great things that Ryder found on it that, that I, I looked at a few things, but she found like there's all this cool shit going going on in it too. It says Rob Slim and Slambo, if you ever fucking get here. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us on. Congrats on uh over two hundred episodes. That's uh great. It's obvious you guys love doing your thing. Keep up the good work. And I didn't get a chance to mention uh the Bruno thing you guys did. It was great. Oh, cool. I was laughing my ass off listening to that shit. Greg and Isaiah. <sighs> What? No. What? Why the You're fuck? annoyed. You're fucking annoyed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know how fucking pissed we were, dude? You know how much time I fucking spent setting that up last night? Fucking just, get ready. Michael, you fi- Have you guys been training? That's why I figured. Like, I've been no. reading. Uh, I finished The Gordon Place. Have you read that uh, page of it or no? Not yet. I'm- uh, <laughs> I you've been training. Fucking read it. But you've been training for the fight, right? You've been training for the fight. I'm ready for the fight. All right. How have you been training? Um, just building up anger. Oh. I was telling Rob, you told me you were just gonna let your one buddy just punch you in the face. Like, uh, (laughs) did you do that? No, I didn't get a chance. Oh, somebody came with, like, a black eye and a a broken nose. Did you read any Slim? No, I didn't. fucking great. The guy sent you his book. I know, I have to read it. it. I I will definitely read that book. You both fucking... You won't. I want... I will. I want Isaac Thorne to box both of you. Do you want to bet? I'll read that fucking book. Yeah, read it right now. now. Read it right now. (laughs) Read it on the air. Fucking pull it out of my asshole. Fucking too many rapes is the darkest, funniest one ever. Did you read it? I did not read Ah, it. Ah, it's good. It's good. Because his phone's dead. Oh, Oh, since when? Since, uh... It's been dead since, like, uh, fucking Tuesday. You so. can't shoot us a fucking, like, Facebook I, message or, I, like, uh, hey, guys, I'll you carry know. carry pigeon. Yeah, carry your pigeon. Turns about the script then, Slim. Carry your <laughs> oh, that's pitching. right. I can't. Um, Did you see that Watchmen trailer? I gotta plug all that in. No. No, I didn't. There's a Watchmen trailer? It wasn't as great. I, I didn't even put the link in a group because a, I, I, it wasn't that impressive. It, like, series, right? Yeah, I guess it's gonna be series on uh, HBO. I mean, you can look it up if you want. It's, like, all dudes in, like, Rorschach uh, masks. And, like, I guess it's, like, them planning really? to, to fucking... I don't know if they want to attack 
the the town and the cops or some shit. Yeah, that's it. Watch it. Oh, right, let me uh, top one. Hold on, I gotta make sure we're everybody Ooh. at home can see it. The top one right here. The Spider Man fucking uh, trailer was amazing. Ah, it looks cool. And I watched it because I'm not a pussy because it's like, yeah, don't watch if you spoilers. Don't spoilers, but I don't give a shit. No shit's gonna happen anyway. Everyone. And we are invisible. Yeah, it's all the guys in the Rorschach masks. Is, uh, do you know, uh, have we you seen anything on this? No, I didn't even know they were making this. But they were just hybrids. Negan better fucking be in it. The comedian. Oh, yeah. They came for everybody. Didn't show much. Oh, please. Always safe. I didn't show any of the Watchmen, I don't think. Do we know, like, does it take place after? It's saying they've been gone for a while. Oh, so I okay. guess like it's like we thought they were gone or something. This, uh, that was uh, Oz. Uh, is that the naked guy? The blue guy? No, I think that was Ozzy Mendez. Oh, that was the asshole, bad guy, right? Cool. It looks like it's after like he does what all are you that two fucking shit. About? Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. That's pretty cool. Like, I like that part. But yeah, I come in the fall. Yeah, the Spider-Man. Definitely play that shit. That shit's good. If that you, one you got in the group, you're right? you're a jackass that don't like spoilers, I guess mute it. I don't give a shit. Oh, you're not, like, mad uh, at yourself for no. finding out that, you know, one of the... I'm not a pussy. One of these guys Yeah, Iron dead. Man's gone. Oh. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah, like I said, predictable. Like, everybody fucking Most knew. Most of them were gone last time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the last movie. I mean, I, I guess someone... Did they come back? Or, like, did shit get fixed? Or no, you don't even no. know. No, it's... That's what I'm saying. Spoiler just, alerts. Yeah. Wait, did you see it? Yeah. You guys saw yeah, it together. You saw it. We saw it. Holy fuck. Well, because he goes down. I'm like, what? no, they all came back. They did? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, like, I, thought wait a meant, second. I thought you meant... Yeah, okay. Yeah, all the guys that disappeared okay, yeah. from the last yeah, no, time. No, no. Yeah, they all came back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> except for Iron Man, who dies. Yeah, except for, yeah, yeah pretty much. Because his jets fucking... Actually, there's a couple more out. deaths. A couple oh. more characters that die. The Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is I about to play. Tobey he... Maguire is British. He's adorable. As a brand. <laughs> Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tobey Maguire got cuter. <laughs> he said he kind of... With the British accent. I love Fucking Tobey Maguire. You haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet. Stop watching because there's some serious I can't, Tobey. You're to too cute. Up. But if you have seen Avengers Endgame, enjoy the trailer. Everywhere I go, the I sweet see suit, his face. Let's see his face. It's just a it's drawing of Iron Man. <laughs> I love that guy. I don't think Happy's Tony the would best. have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. The new suit is fucking hell. Yeah. That is sweet. That, that was the one in space. It's the one he's wearing now, right? That's the Iron Man yeah, suit. Yeah, that's the coolest. You next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. Ooh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Fucking home run, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Fury. Dodge and Nick Why? Fury. Because if you want to talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> you sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. <laughs> What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> That's amazing. This is Mr. Beck. Who could have used someone like you on my world? New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. 
very interesting. Multiverse? Multiverse. Yes. job to do. Hmm. You're coming with us. I think that allows them to bring in X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that shit. No, just other Spider-Man. Oh, uh, what is this? Your internet sucks. World. Captain Marvel, oh, unavailable. I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please. Was that the space? Was that Nor? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was that suit at least. Yeah. I want to go back. I didn't on catch that when I saw girl it. I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. That's great. No, of course I'm not. I love that she knows. I mean, it's. Kind of obvious. <laughs> you may not be ready. I love this, this marriage game. Yeah, she's... The world requires sacrifice. Sometimes is that Mysterio? Yeah, which is interesting because he's traditionally a bad guy, so I'm curious. Oh, he's good? That's he's him? The guy? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. I thought that was just a separate, like, dude. Oh, yeah, it's Mysterio. Oh, yeah. okay, wow. Jake Gyllenhaal. Step up or not? I just love all the graffiti of Iron Man. <laughs> His mask. Nothing of Tony Stark. Fuck Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those, like drawings of Tony Stark or anything. Why would you? I don't know. He's kind of hot, though. Robert Downey Jr. It's not gay, but it's Robert Downey Jr. I agree. I work with Spider Man? I work with Spider Man, not for Spider Man. New plan. <laughs> it's like, it looks good. Looks it does look really cool. Fucking uh, Twitter poll. Go now. Robert Slim Show. The Twitter poll for who's gonna win tonight's boxing match right now. Slim, it's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> what, that's what the poll is right now? Yeah. I, I didn't vote yet. Oh, I yeah, better who will vote win tonight's boxing for... match? Slim or Slambo? And right now, Slim's winning 100%. All right. Game of Thrones was great, but uh, like even me and Ryder were saying, and my friends at work, like, there's only two episodes left. Kind of sucks, but it's still good because it's, it's like it's uh, refreshing because it's so stressful. Like, I kind of can't wait for it to be over. It's fucking badass. Like, everything on the episode that just went down, what like, all went in, like, one person's favor. So, it was fucking... It's kind of shitty. Um, just... And then Ghost, his fucking direwolf. John Wolf's direwolf. He, like, sent it off with Torment. And he wouldn't even fucking, like, give him a hug or anything. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? That fucking thing's been loyal. He's missing an ear now. He's fucking missing an ear. He's all bloody from the fucking uh, Battle of Winterfell. It was, it was fucking amazing. And now... He just sends them off with the wildlings. What else? What What are you guys going on, Slambo? Oh, I'm just uh, angry. Angry and full of. Why hatred. are you angry? What are you angry and hate? Hasn't he always hatred? been? Yeah, right. Isn't that just Isn't that your persona? I've always been. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the life of Slamborghini? In the mind of a warrior. I'm about to. Uh... Now, like another hour. Now, <laughs> right, we're not. Minutes. We're just talking about your life right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah, don't oh, start. Yeah, no, shit just keeps on breaking, and it, your yeah. phone's been broken since oh, Tuesday. You said. Oh, so yeah. you're frustrated. Like, so what yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. You got the eye of the tiger. Yeah, I got like everything. You know, shitty happening. You got pink eye from Scott yeah. Baio. It might be oh. Scott Baio. Oh, pretty you might soon. Need probably a, a sexism. Scott Baio. Sexism. Oh, yeah. I might need a sexism. Do you think everything that's happening to you is because you called Scott Baio a cunt? Yeah, it's probably. Why do you do these things? You got all this bad karma around you. I heard he's like a black. Magician or something. Yeah, fucking so. Antichrist. <laughs> you started it, bro. <laughs> Fuck. We gotta have rules in the fight. Is there uh, the two minute rounds and shit, or three minute rounds? Three minute rounds or two minute? I was just gonna. Minutes. I, I feel. How many minute rounds? I feel like like because I don't know how we unless you like yell at us. I was thinking we would just go because I asked our, our buddy Don and he was like, "Nah, you just gotta go. You just have one round and you go until you can't go anymore." <laughs> Ryder said she voted Slambo. All right, it's like 50 right now. 50 50. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had one vote. But, uh, yeah, you 
just have one vote. How's it feel? <laughs> to be on the bottom. That hated. Uh, that yeah, we got to do rounds. It's got to be like two or three minute rounds. It's got to be uh, three knockdowns as a TKO. No headgear because that's for pussies. Yeah, no mouthpieces. No mouthpieces, no headgear. No blowjobs. Yeah, no blowjobs. Oh, no blowjobs. Fight until there's a knockout, too. Nothing like last time. Like, oh, I'm, I need fat and I'm Christian. <laughs> Are we even allowed to say his name? Uh, yeah, you can say Christian because there's a lot of Christians out there. What about the, say uh, his full the name. softball coach society? <laughs> I don't That's think they... Well, the you're right. They might figure it out. They might be like, well, they're, they, we know who they're Hollywood talking Christian about. Hollywood Christian Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> that part I don't think you can but say. But that's what we've called them before. It was to his face on the show. You're going to ruin his softball career, I still, man. I, I, I still uh, refer to him as Hollywood Christian, Christian Vogel yeah. wherever I go. Uh, he's going to fucking sue us. You ever go to his games? To his big never, softball? Never been to his softball games. He well, told- he wrote you guys cards to, to read to each other. Oh, that's great. He yeah. actually told me today, because I told him I was fighting you, and I go, and then winner fights him. And he goes, well, then you better win. And I'm like, well, you don't want to fucking fight Slambo? So he, yeah. he's got he's afraid of you, I think. I yeah. think that's what it is. I think he's so he really fucking afraid of you. To, to shit talk each other, because there's always got to be shit talking before a match. I guess, uh, who reads the first one? I don't know. Let me look. Let me look. Yeah, up. you think I need a fucking card to shit talk this fucking retard? Yeah. What was that? I guess. <laughs> you filthy yeah, yeah, little yeah. string bait. I'm gonna fucking rape you. Oh, yeah, let's Slim do the first. fucking. You're fucking wrestling <laughs> over here. We're not <laughs> wrestling, Slambo. We're fucking boxing. I'm just gonna fucking punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> I'm gonna knock you out and <laughs> jerk off all the fuck over you. I take shits bigger than you. Ah! Yeah, you might fucking take shits bigger than me, but I'm going to beat you <laughs> like I beat my dick <laughs> to Michael Jackson videos. I, mean, I can't. <laughs> That's too good. Well, um, I'm going to touch you like Mike Jolitz touches little children. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's fucking scary, but you know what? I fucking eat chicken wings. I'm going to kill you and Scott Bayo's a cunt. <laughs> that wasn't the card. It just said Scott Bayo's a cunt. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate you more than I hate myself. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> oh. I'm better than you. Because I'm going to college. Know. Oh, fucking bug college. <laughs> this guy's fucking better than me because he's studying cu- fucking bugs. Well, I'm going to make you come in my asshole. That's all right because I'm a closeted homosexual, baby. I already fucking knew that. <laughs> wow, you guys. <laughs> and it's going to be me coming in your asshole. Thanks, Hollywood Christian. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> It's good shit talking. <laughs> uh, I think the fight's over already. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I think too. Whoever uh, wins, uh, whoever's better in uh, sings tonight is going to be the yeah. winner of the fight. So that's going to be. Y'all thought I already fucking won. Test. Y'all, he's in fucking boxing me. Y'all, if you fucking beat Slim, you're gonna fucking fight me next. Y'all, I'm gonna fuck you up. Y'all, Yo, you can't even. Y'all, I know that I'm like the best internet fucking rapper, but you should see my boxing, bro. It's fucking amazing. Like I sting like a bee and shit. <laughs> I'm fucking better than that dude. That most, Mike Tyson and all that fucking shit. Yeah. You guys have done, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna pay off, Slambo. You're halfway up in the pole. Yo, I fucking do P90X for a month each year. 
So I'm already fucking stronger than you because Ooh. what do you do? You kill bugs. You With fucking fist, you he, inject fucking trees. I lift heavy objects. I run around like a chicken with my fucking oh, penis what's a, cut off. What's a fucking... Oh, you run around like your penis cut, so you're a fucking pussy. You don't got a fucking dick. My cardio is through the roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure your fucking cardio is through the roof. You're going to throw one fucking punch and collapse. Wow. That's what your fucking cardio is, bro. throw one pun fucking punch and both your lungs going to collapse. Do your asshole, baby! <laughs> because because that's how fucking shit works. Because that's the world. That's, <laughs> that's how it works in the slambovers! <laughs> you fucking gotta do a Mortal Kombat fatality on me, alright. Oh. <laughs> shit. That's good. That's good. You guys are ready. I'm gonna fucking bury you Seven in the backyard, dude. 7 o'clock. Definitely watch the fight in the backyard. Is it's it 7? Yeah. yeah, right? It's 6 now, yeah. It'll be 7 o'clock. And hopefully uh, there'll be a vote. Another vote on this uh, Twitter Twitter poll. Who will win? It's 50-50. If he beats me in the votes, I don't know. That's it. Whoever votes, it, it gets in the head. Whoever loses the vote. Yeah, it's like that's the mental Right game, now you man. guys just equally mental, suck, Mental damage. That's what I'm trying. Yeah. I'm going to do some fucking mental damage. You yeah, got to win. Shit that's was. what that's what you Sun Tzu. You heads. That's it, man. Sun Tzu says you got to fucking win the fight before it Sun even Tzu. begins. Yeah, Sun Tzu. The Art of War guy? No. Slambo knows who he Chinese is. Chinese general. Yeah. Sir? Yeah. So? Smart. He's a Chinese general. Why? Is he They're the smartest. Is he still alive? No. No. He's not fucking smart anymore. No. He's, he's a fossil <laughs> didn't, didn't get him around. <laughs> this is pretty fucking badass, by the way, the yeah. road soda card. It's good. I love it. Road soda card. Weed Mart. Alright. I don't know. You're just fucking envious of it because you can't fucking draw shit like that. Yeah, you can. I'm gonna draw shit like that on your asshole when I'm done with you. Right, you're right, not right. gonna be able to because you're gonna be knocked the fuck out and my dick's gonna be in your asshole. I gotta go break. This sucks. It's <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard. Oh. We'll be back. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. 
And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. This, 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 this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob's the old one. <laughs> it's like 75. How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box you. had three. Three puppies, but my dick was inside. We are back. Slambo might be me because he's smart. He got a glass of water. I'm fucking drinking beer. I already finished I'm one beer. I'm on my like phone half for a this horse shit, but don't fucking break it, Slambo. I promise. What? I will not break it. Here's your dress things. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Where's your phone? It just totally died. Yeah, yeah, I ordered a new battery. Don't let it go to the fucking thing. Like, don't let it go to the lock screen. Oh, okay. What, uh, you ordered a new battery? Yeah, a new battery. It's coming. It'll be here after your breaks. Did you you send the battery out to get it? (laughs) Don't order the cheap one. It'll be here on... What's um, going on with your fucking brakes? Did you send them out yet? I just have to get that, put that piece right there in, and uh, it'll be fixed. Good. You had the fucking brakes with you? Yeah, I ordered them for, through my boss. <laughs> Why do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for Driz Sings the Hits. Please me, Cardi B, and Bruno Mars. Uh, uh, yeah, come on. Please me, baby. Turn around and just please me, baby. You know what I want. You know what I need, baby. Let me hear you say. Please. Let me hear you say. Please, please me, baby. Just turn around. Just tease me, baby. You know what I want. You knows what I need, baby. Let me hear you say. Please! Let me hear you say. Please! Woo! Lollipopin', poppin', twerkin' in some J's. Oh. On the dance floor, uh uh-huh. No panties in the way, nope. I take my time with it, oh. Bring it close to me, oh. Don't want no young dumb shit. Better fuck me like we listen to... Jockey. I was trying to lay low, low, taking it slow, slow, when I'm fucking again, ah, gotta celebrate. Do your man look good? Better put him away. If you can't sweat the wave out, weave out, you shouldn't even be out. Dinner reservations like the pussy, you're gonna eat out. I'm gonna ride it, do it just how you like it, tonight and after that. Let's do it one more time. Girl, I ain't one for begging. 
But now you got me begging. Please me, baby. Turn around and just tease me, baby. You know what I want. And you know what I need, baby. Let me hear you say. Please. Let me hear you say. Please. Woo. <laughs> Please me, baby. Turn around, just tease me, baby. You know what I want. You knows what I need, baby. Let me hear you say. Please. Let me hear you say. Please. Woo Booty so round, round. Booty so soft, soft. Bet you wanna smack it again, nah? Eh? Let me demonstrate. Hit it on time. Make it levitate. Titties out like blocker, blocker. Broke bitches, watch out now. Watch out. You pussy bathora, bathora. My push. My pussy. My pussy hot cheetah. Oh. I'm gonna ride it. Do it just how you like it. Tonight and after that. Oh, let's do it one more time. Girl, I ain't one for begging, but now you got me begging. Please, me baby. Turn around, just tease me, baby. You knows what I want and know what I need, baby. Let me hear you say. Please! Let me hear you say. Please! Woo! Come on. Come on. Back it up for me. Come on. Oh! Twerk it on me slowly. Come on. Go! Get me this loving on you! You better say that, Chet. Oh, Drizzy, don't play that shit. Yeah. Do me back like I do these records. Break that shit. Please me, baby. Oh, turn around. Just tease me, baby. Ah, oh, you know what I want and you knows what I need, baby. Yeah. Let me hear you say. Please. Let me hear you say. Please. Woo. Please me, baby. Turn around and tease me, baby. You knows what I want. And know what I need, baby. Let me hear you say. Please. Let me hear you say. Please. Yeah, y'all. When I gotta fucking punch this motherfucker right after that fucking sweet song. Yeah. I know. I know. You guys can fight about that. Oh. You got his mic turned back up. Uh, <laughs> fucking slambo. Gonna have it for too many rapes. Too many rapes, femboy. <laughs> Where's that? Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. There you go, Slambo. Don't break it. All right. If it breaks, you got to give me five, five iPhones. Where's that? Here we go. Well, I'm enjoying a lovely cafe iced coffee. Thank you, McDonald's. After defeating Charles Chacharino and taking his crystal, Frankie, the Fembot, and the rest of the crew, except for Doc, went to the Cowboy Nebula, fucked a lot of shit up, and returned with a shiny new crystal and all sorts of sweet cowboy gear when they found Doc with his newest creation. Captain, do I really have to dress in this cowgirl shit? The pink boots and hat are kind of adorbs, but I'm more of a stiletto and leopard skin kind of girl. And when are we going to have enough crystals to time jump, baby? Uh, 
Fuck sexy, you're a 10 no matter what you're wearing. Go put on whatever you like for daddy. It'll be perfect. And what? we've had enough crystals for about half a season now. I just love it. Love doing all this fucking cool space shit. Mmm. Thanks, baby. You're the best. Mwah. And you're right. This space shit is cool as fuck. OMG, Captain. WTF's the doc doing to that nasty little robot? Yeah, the captain has your fembot, Gavisa has Brian, and the finger blaster has his hand. I wanted a mate of my own, so I built this sexy little number, Vape Force. Meet the femboy. <laughs> Lost in Rapes After decimating up the Too Many Rapes Penitentiary, the city of Rapesville, and the entire planet Earth, a giant beam of light shot Frankie Tube Stakes, Doc Rapenstein, Brian Rioni, The Driz, The Warden, Daxter Coxman, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils up into a UFO, hovering above where the planet once stood. This is their one and only chance to fix everything. They are... Lost in Rapes! Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. After Doc introduced Rape Force to the Femboy, they were all so disgusted that they threw up violently. When everyone finally calmed down, they confronted the Hitler Youth about his newest abomination. Look, you old kraut. We know everyone here except the captain is gay. But that thing is a little creepy, even for us. It's not even wearing clothes. It also looks really young. And it is way too atomically correct. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks just like my Uncle Adolf when he was a kid. I even built him with an extra large sphincter, just like him. Hold on, let me just power him up so he can say hi to you like a good boy. <laughs> I'm the fanboy, and I'm here to serve this old German cut with my extra-large butthole. <laughs> okay, now, this is even creepier. Why does your little uh, sex boy sound like Charles Chacharino, eh? That's because I used some of his DNA. I scraped it off Phantom Boner's tongue and when he was licking my balls. Yo, 
You're a real fucking cunt, Doc. I thought you just wanted your hot old man ball bag licked. I feel used and dirty, but that thing is kind of fucking sexy, though. Especially with this tiny mustache and uncircumcised cock. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this shit. Everyone retired of their quarters for the night. I have a Cialis with the fembot's name on it, and I'm not dealing with any of this horse shit right now. We'll address this new level of creepiness in the morning. Fembot, power down the shi ship for the night, and go put those stilettos on, baby. While Frankie and the Fembot had some of the wildest sex in the universe, the Femboy had plans of his own. He shot Doc with a tranquilizer dot, turned on the cloaking device, and went on a rape spree, entering every room and asshole except for the captains and Fembots. The next morning, the rest of the rape force limped into the captain's bridge. Uh, what's up, motherfuckers? Are you ready to go wipe out another civilization for a crystal? Damn it, Captain. I'm having trouble walking. Something fucking raped me last night, and I never even saw the little cunt who did it. Oh, you right, me butthole hurt too. Not feel good like when gerbils use it. Yo, yo, yo! Hashtag me too, Captain! <laughs> yo, it's gotta be that fucking femboy, yo. Before he got here, I always knew who was raping my ass. <laughs> when everyone comes in my ass it feels so smooth so creamy and just so good but today there's something else in there it kinda hurts it feels like there's shards of glass in my asshole I've never felt this way before and I kinda like it but it's painful I'm bleeding usually when my ass gets raped it doesn't bleed because it's used to it, but now it's bleeding a lot and it fucking hurts like there's glass in it, which I kind of like, but don't let them know that. There's something different about the load in my asshole right now. It's not like the loads I'm not, I'm used to. It's not like those other loads, those loads that are smooth, creamy, and gentle. This load is different. Yeah, this load is different. This load kind of hurts. And it burns a little, but I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, you fucking rape victim, let's get to the bottom of this shit. Really? No fucking laugh track for a bottom joke? Oh, fuck you, you cunts. Let's go. Frankie, followed by the crew, marched into the doc's room to find him passed out and getting raped by what seemed to be nobody. Finger Blaster shot the invisible rapist with his null rays, and the second later, an incapacitated femboy laid on the ground, twitching. Daxter gave Doc an adrenaline shot to the heart, who seconds later came to with a sore asshole of his own. 
They explained to him what happened. Oh, the little Hitler. Did you really use the cloaking device I built into you to vape everyone? Yeah, you fucking piece of dog shit. That fucking thing is sweet. Die. Then I must kill you like my Uncle Fiara tried to kill me. And in a fit of German Nazi rage, Doc grabbed the femboy by the hair, drowned him to death in his toilet bowl. That's too many vapes. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Did Jerez do like Except a country song? Like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Jerez has different genres from when he talked to David the producer once. Oh, fucking more alarms. Yay. Let's all oh hit the deck. God. Let's all get Holy to the fucking shit. crawl space. Fucking somebody, air raid alert. Somebody's dead. Woo. From like World War One. <laughs> Go get ready for your fights. Yeah, we'll be back. And it's going to be amazing. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm going to use the mic. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone, and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at flirtriderdoll, and let me know that you heard me on the... Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls, offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at flirtriderdoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. 
Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting for you. Enjoy the ride. Hey guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin's Room Show. I actually got to be honest, no and I- I'm probably going to sound really dumb for this, but I don't even know what timeshare is. You're getting a timeshare then. <laughs> I'm going to sign you up. Um, <laughs> All right. I know a guy. <laughs> Good old timeshare slim over there. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You want to go to Cabo? I got a place for you in Cabo. 2500 a year. That sounds good. <laughs> sign him up. <laughs> Get out of this fight. It's fucking horrible. Amazing fight. Slim versus Slambo Susan. <laughs> Alright, Rob, can you hear us? Can you see us? Yeah, unfortunately. Brother. All of it. What are you guys gonna do? Are you gonna touch gloves? We gotta touch gloves. Come on, man. And wait for the fucking bell! This is it. Um. Can you, you slam you your bell loud enough for me to hear it? You wearing your gloves? Oh, I'm not going to wear my glasses. Yeah, wear your glasses. Slambo, Slambo called me out on wearing my glasses. Slambo's a good guy, and he was like, you know what, Slim? I don't want to break your glasses. I don't wanna... Oh, I hear that. Fight! <laughs> Slambo, you're off camera. You're off camera. <laughs> Slambo looks like a jiggling bag of shit. <laughs> Look at that gut go. Look at that ass crack. I don't know what they're doing. They're both, like, making out out there. Look at this. Look at Slambo dancing in work boots. <laughs> oh, Slim just punched him in the back. Look at this. One. Go, go, go. Slim, some with the headshot. Slambo, connected to the face. Turn him around. I think his shorts are coming off. <laughs> Slambo's down. Slambo's down. His hat's off. Oh, my fucking Christ. This is exciting. Look at those tits. Yeah, Slim. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him back, Slambo. Slambo's a little slugger. He's a little slugger. He's a little engine that shouldn't have ever taken his shirt off. Oh, my God. Look at all this good shit. Chairs are down. Oh, Slim with a roundhouse spin kick. Cyclone. Jiggly. Oh, right to the face of Slambo. Go to the body. Oh, he's got Slim bent over. Slambo steps back. Fucking put him in the fence. Slim, put him in the dirt. Oh, I think he got him right in the nose. Oh! God damn it! This is exciting! Oh, Slim missed! Big swing and a miss. They're squaring off. Right in the gut. Slambo's gonna... Slambo wants to connect so bad. Oh, my God. This is exciting. Slim versus Slambo. Alright, I think they're both tired. I think it's time for a break. Oh! oh. Hey, you're not allowed to hit my stand! You jump on his back! Break! Break! Yeah! Break! Get to the corners! Talk to the mic! Pick up your fucking chair! Pick it's up your break fucking time. chair, Slambo! It's break time! <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're gonna sit for a break. Real quick. How you guys feeling? Talk to the mic! How you feeling, Slambo? Oh, 
little winded. He's but other than that, good. got a hairy fucking back. That's what he just said. And Slim is, Slim is in the zone. You can't even get to Slim right now. Not even God could fucking kill him. He's invincible. He, he, he's getting up. All right, you ready? Go! Oh, you knock his hat off. Oh, you go get your hat. No, don't distract him. Don't fall for it, Slambo. Don't fall for it. Yeah, Slambo, you're smarter than him. You go to college. Look at that gut. Look at that side gut. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Pull his, pull his pants down, Slam. This is juggernauts. Two juggernauts of radio. Not so good in the, in, the, in the ring. Come on, you gotta fucking punish her. Oh, yeah, he's talking shit. He's talking shit. I think they're getting ahead. Now they're just talking. Now they're not even trying. They're just pussies. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on, you fucking girls. Throw a punch. Show that ass. Ryder said, Jesus Christ, they're pathetic. Oh, no! 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 Yo, I'm over here! Who you throwing that chair out? What the fuck happened? They're throwing, they're just slamming chairs in the ground. This is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. I miss Hollywood Christian. Christian was way better a fighter than either of these two fucking chumps. Oh my god. Ryder said you're fighting like girls! People are watching you! <laughs> oh, somebody's gonna have to go down. Spit on him! Spit on him! Punch him in that gut. Look at Slambo's pants coming down. Word boots and I got it. His ass is so much. <laughs> Come on! Finish him! You play Pokemon Slim, you can do this shit! Take out an egg out of your fucking pocket. Come on! Slambo. Oh! Slambo just fucked him up. Oh, Ryder didn't say that. I, I, I made a mistake. She said, tell them to fight like girls. People are watching. Oh, I think somebody thinks Slim's gonna die. Oh my God, they're out of breath. They're out of breath. They're not out of back hair though, obviously. There's a <laughs> Slim through the chair. I think that's uh, going against him, cause Slambo had him against it. Someone's gonna trip him. Slambo, 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 Slambo. I think nobody's winning. I think the 50-50 vote is right. Slim looks a little drunk. Slim looks a lot drunk. Slim looks like... Oh, Come on, start making out of yeah, something. Slimbo. Slimbo? No, I mean... Wrong character. Ah! <laughs> I got hit too many times. Come on, start humping. Is it break time? Pull your pants up, Slimbo. He's got <laughs> Slim <laughs> Ryder said imagine if girls are watching.
<laughs> what just happened? Slambo! 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 Come on, buddy! You're fighting like girls out there! Throw a couple more punches! Girls are gonna see this one day! Ow! Is he gonna get up? One! Two! Three! He got up! Swims back for more! Now they're laughing, I think. Are you guys stunned? One! Hit him! Knock him out! Come on, Slambo! Slim! You need a break? Take a break! <laughs> yeah! Talk to the mic! Tell us how you're feeling! <laughs> Anyone bleeding? Ready, go! <laughs> This is a fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> Ryder said she could kick both their asses. Oh no, this is what happened I think they're done. I don't have Somebody the cardio for a fight. Had a heart attack. Slambo, you landed a good punches. Go to the punches. Slim's gut is looking fatigued. Slambo's. Slambo could just go. Oh. I they, all of your mothers. <laughs> Let's get the after fight commentary going. Wow. I can't even find it. I thought Slambo was coming in. He can. He just picking things up out of the yard. Are you for the ship or Oh come on, guys! Fucking Ryder said you could kick both your asses. Where's Slambo? Who won? Who gave up first? I you? Gave up. Slam oh, up. Slim lost two. Two in a row. Ah, oh, Slam was so fucking angry. Uh, How's it feel to be the champion, Slambo? For once in your life. Ryder made the right to... vote. She made the right once choice. Once in my life. You are the champion. You gotta give a victory speech on the microphone. Alright. Well. Wow. <laughs> All right. Which one of you guys came? Well. I came pretty I was pretty off. close. I was pretty close. He had me on the ropes there. And I stumbled, but I just kept on up. Kept on chugging. You're and a I kept slugger. on saying. That's what they say. I kept on saying, Slim's a, Slim's my dildo fine. is made of steel, and his is made of soft rubber. <sighs> Are we going to be able to do <laughs> Yeah. We can. <laughs> and we will. You guys sound good. And we shall. I gotta go to break. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so Slambo is the winner of the boxing. <laughs> you guys should get in the pit. <laughs> oh, let's go to break. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. 
Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-277-6322-800-277-6322-800-277-6322-800-277-6322. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-648-9172 That's 800-648-9172 the mics on? Mics are on. Oh my god, oh, I got fucking lost again. My cousin oh, Anthony Mazza said, come on, Butterbean. <laughs> Sarah from Isaac Face said, your hands are going to stink. You guys should sniff each other's hands. Uh, my, my buddy Matty G said, looks like some wear town shit, Rob. <laughs> and Alan Clark missed it, but Alan, you'll be able to catch it. You'll be able to catch it. Uh, my buddy Kevin said, neither of them can fight. I think Slambo's weight advantage is why he won. I agree. <laughs> and he loved when he you hit Slim and he fell on the ground. <laughs> I can't wait to rewatch it. I can't wait, wait to rewatch Oh, my goodness. Slim, I, tried to, I know. I tried to conserve my energy better, and I just fucking couldn't, man. I oh get winded way too quick. Ryder said she was mad at me for saying you guys fight like girls because she could beat both of your asses. <laughs> 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 oh, Slim's dying. Did you internally bruise him? I think he cheated because I drank two beers and he drank That's water. That's not cheating. That was your choice. He played it smart. He heard you bragging. I'm getting fucking wasted for this fight. And he... He was restrained, and look at him now, drinking a coffee like a champ. That's water. how a champ fucking water. Oh. oh, yeah, you need water. I figured one of you guys was going to puke. Did you? No. In your mouth and then re-swallow it? No. Yeah. Oh. I feel like I'm light, though. Oh, don't. Or get your own bucket. Use that chair. I feel like I, uh... A good man? A winner? Yeah, I mean, I you feel like I... don't smell like it. <laughs> should have your back shaved for it. Dude, bro. Probably. <laughs> well, dude, it's, it's called the Italian backstage, man. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a word once. There was a word on a, um, oh, my God, uh, Urban Dictionary. It was, like, one of the ones we picked. We didn't pick, but, like, I used to, me and Ryder used to find a bunch every week. And one of them was, yeah, was about, like, I forget back hair, but the <laughs> name of it was hilarious. The Italian backstage. Some, it wasn't that. It was, it was fucking funny. Oh, my God. Are you going to do it again, Slim? No, I think I'm done. What? I lost two. I can't. I can't. Well, the only way to. I've proven that I cannot fight. You gotta go. You gotta go for the win. 
You're going to get that win one day. You got to stop fighting guys like 200 pounds heavier than you, too. <laughs> that weight advantage fucking fucks you up. Oh, my buddy Mike uh, forgot about it. God damn it, Mike. Fucking you were supposed to watch. I told you seven. You're supposed to set alarms on your phone and everything. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Well, he's going to have to catch a replay. Like everyone else now that missed it. Missed all that goodness. Was it good? Was it good? Was it good for you? Oh, it was. It was. Where's my drizzle news? It's the only way Slambo learns news. It is. Are you going to be able to retain this news? Uh, maybe not tonight. Oh. Took a couple in the head. Are you going to be able to uh, pre perform for interviews? Oh, yeah, I can do it. All right, what's in the drizzle news? You go. I already know where it is. I missed it. It was. Uh, right there. Uh, bar. Craig, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's always funny. Alabama? Oh, I don't know. I'm just reading. Honeybees, honeybees in Utah. Definitely uh, pregnant. And uh, I think it was Utah, yeah. And then Alabama, bartender. It's a top one. I don't know how she did anything wrong just by reading the fucking the headline. Doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, the Drizz will definitely be able to weigh in. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Drizz is dead. <laughs> the Drizz needs some fucking cocaine and shit. <laughs> Gotta get the Drizz coked up. Go get him, like, some coke, Slambo. Well, the Drizz was, like, heckling and shit. I heard. <laughs> there was a... At one point, it was just screaming. <laughs> a pregnant inmate came to Terman Jail. Lawyers say she was forced to give birth there alone. Alone for the win. That's what you do, bitch. You're pregnant in jail. You fucking give birth to that thing in a corner. Tammy Jackson was ushered into an empty cell by sheriffs. Then one morning, she was there with somebody else, her newborn baby, for the win. According to a letter dated May 3rd, written by Broward County, public defender Howard Finkelstein, the full-term 34-year-old with a mental illness began complaining to officers about contractions around 3 a.m. Then 10, April 10, the Miami Herald first reported. More than four hours later, members of the sheriff's office spoke to the on-call doctor who said he would check in when he arrived, according to Finkelstein. And uh, when he arrived, when he clocked in, he did. That's what you do, right? I get there when I get there, right, Wavy? Yeah, bro. That's what you say. my life. For seven preceding hours, Jackson was locked in a cell alone. She was bleeding out the content labor, then forced to give birth to her baby on her own. Conduct with conduct with Finkelstein called outrageous and inhumane treatment. What do you think about that, Driz? Yeah, I think that shit's inhumane. Ugh. That's not what I expected out of you. It's unconscionable that any woman, particularly mentally ill woman, would be abandoned in a cell to deliver her own baby. He wrote in a scathing letter exonerating the sheriff's office. Although Jackson and the baby were born healthy, he wrote, Now, nah, not only was Miss Jackson health callously ignored, the life of her child was also put at grave risk. What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I'm not I'm fucking winded, bro. You're kind of a, you're kind of mentally ill too. I think we should lock you up. When Jackson began contractions and called for help, guards did not take her to a hospital. 
but she could have given birth safely. Instead, they attempted to contact an on-call doctor. It took hours, four hours, for the guards to reach the doctor, Pinkatine said. And then it uh, took another doctor an hour and a half to get to the cell. I think the doctor's one here, right? Yeah, then you'd have to get their hands dirty. Fuck that shit. Fuck that, bro. You don't have to cut that umbilical cord, you fucking smart doctors. That's why you went to school. Yeah. Chew it off. The jizz is sad. <laughs> 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 himself screaming in the audience. <laughs> the jizz has bruised lungs. <laughs> Utah woman tried to put boyfriend into eternal sleep by giving him drain cleaner, police said. Is that the woman dress? Yo, that's not no woman I've ever seen. Would you fuck that lady? Yeah, fuck no. That looks like that fucking Sith Lord from those Star Wars movies. Yeah. Is that how you go into eternal sleep? Yeah. You fucked that bitch? A 43-year-old woman was arrested after admitting to serving a boyfriend drain cleaner to help him into an eternal sleep, police say. Yeah. You ever had uh, drizzle drain cleaner on anybody, Driz? Nah, that's fucking dark, man, but she fucking went to the dark side. Al Wiseman fed her 50-year-old partner, Drano, while he was uh, semi-conscious after taking sedatives on April 29th and told him she was giving him his medicine. Drink all your medicine, boyfriend. South Lake's Salt Lake Police spokesman Gary (laughs) Keller said, but after her boyfriend drank the product, Wiseman called a rideshare and took him to urgent care, so she helped him. She saved him, right? Dude, he got sick off his medicine. That's not her fault. She took him in urgent care. There, she told the medical professionals what happened, and they called police. The victim was alive and remained in the hospital for as of Thursday. How long was he there? Wiseman admitted to investigators after her Miranda rights were read to her that she gave her boyfriend Drano to help him get eternal sleep and indicated that uh, she meant death. What else do you mean by that, Driz? Yeah, well, but she was saying that she was helping him, so he clearly wanted internal sleep. He might have been an insomniac. They have a lot of trouble sleeping, right? Yeah, I think that's all it was. She's being held at Salt Lake City uh, County Adult Dimension Center. They're on a charge of attempted murder. And uh, another charge of suspicious administrating of a certain substance. She was always being a good girlfriend and doing what she was told. Yeah. I wish someone was drizzle drain on your mouth. We have a Driz? Drano waving? I got some right here, bro. Drink it up. Drink all your Drano. I'm going to put you in eternal sleep. Police will meet Salt Lake City County District Attorney's Office this week to present the case of screening. It's unclear whether District Attorney will fire formal charges. Oh, uh, can they be informal? Yeah. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, you. <laughs> You guys have to laugh. I didn't know boxing makes you cough. Extreme cardio does. Somebody go get your medicine. Go get your <laughs> drain I just swallowed some <laughs> Down the wrong tube. I'm going to go get you medicine. Hold on, guys. You'll be okay. Bartender charged after serving intoxicated mass shooter. A bartender in Texas was charged with a misdemeanor after serving an intoxicated man who later shot and killed eight people for the win, including his uh, estranged wife. Lindsey Glass, 27, served Spencer Height multiple drinks September 10, 2017 at a local public house in Plano. According to reports, 
I had two gin and tonics. I sat about had two beers. Is that a lot, Trent? Yeah, fucking nothing. I drink more than that. While well, at the bar, he took out a large knife and spun it around the counter and talked about taking care of some dirty work. Yeah. Glass was alarmed enough to uh, text a co-worker about it, but nevertheless served him. Oh, so she did it after him spinning the knife. I guess you kind of fucked up there, bitch. Height left the bar and murdered eight people at his wife's house. What? Police shot him and killed him at the scene. Glass was uh, charged for allegedly violating a Texas alcohol and beverage code. Title sale to certain persons. <laughs> I think that means the black people, right, Chris? Yeah. What do you think about that waving? Would you serve a black guy spinning the knife? I would. I would serve a black. You guy. serve that man. You're a bartender. Yeah. You're doing your God-given right. You take that oath to serve alcohol, even to people with knives. The code states: a uh, person commits an offense if the person with criminal intelligence negligence sells an alcoholic beverage to an habitual drunkard and intoxicated insane person. How do you know you're insane? You gotta go for a test tonight, right, Chris? <laughs> Texas Alcohol and Beverage Commission investigator said Glass was trained and certified not to sell to intoxicated customers. The tavern canceled the bar's permit in October. The negligence law was filed against the bar in 2018. Glass could face so much of a year and $500 fine. That's not a big fine, right, Ravy? Yeah, bro. You can make that on the street tonight, right? Take that. <laughs> yeah. What's that, <laughs> Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Jesus died. Knocked loose all the evil. All, all the croup. Cough up all your croup. <laughs> Are you going to be able to do celebrity? Beats? I'll try. <laughs> oh. Let's see. <laughs> Fuck, everybody get a good Got <coughs> good loogie out Yeah, get those loogies up, guys I had them before yeah. Even I fought like Oh, yeah You guys gotta re-swallow your loogies <laughs> Alright What do we What do we wanna do here? Alright I need a break I thought uh. we took one <laughs> <laughs> I like every time you laugh, you cough. <laughs> Do you want to take a break? <coughs> I could keep going. Oh, Slambo never Or an up. eternal nap. Let's go. Slambo's a real fighter. He's the real champ. She's a Slambo celebrity using gossip. Uh, what, what is there? Wendy, Brittany, Ten, Don. Let's do Brittany, Don, and Wendy. Is Slambo doing gossip? I don't even think he can read that close. It's not fucking... I can't read it from here. I got it. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip News. Yeah, Slim. Oh, yeah. Got beat in the ring. What's going on, guys? This is Slim and I have something. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a collapsed lung. <laughs> He did what he said Give he was going to do. Give him background, Slambo. <laughs> Help him out here. He's, he's fatigued. I'm celebrity news of gossip for you. Britney Spears, mom in conflict with dad over singer's treatment. <laughs> it was on a lap? Combination of a, uh, Britney Spears. Mother has just filed legal docs asking the judge in her conservatorship. You could read better after a fight. Uh, case to clue her in on her daughter's medical treatment. 
<laughs> we learned <coughs> this is the latest move in what has become a conflict over the singer's condition. Uh, Britney sources say Lynn Spears has become upset with Britney's condition, which landed her in a mental health facility over the last month, and believes she is not getting the appropriate treatment. Jamie Spears has been Britney's uh, conservator for more than 11 years and is widely credited to literally saving Britney's life when she was in danger of dying back in 20, 2008. Look at them. They look like the fucking lamest, waspiest parents ever. <laughs> Jesus. Chris, over there in divorce? Her nose looks like shit, too. They, they all look like shit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're just fucking weird people. Uh, according to sources, Lynn, who is uh, best friends with the wife of Louisiana's governor, got the help of governor's family to find a lawyer. But it's unclear if the lawyer who is now representing Lynn, was one recommended, but it looks like Lynn believes some of the stories she's read and is now angling for a voice in her daughter's treatment. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Lynn said, Lynn is not asking to become a co-conservator, but she wants to know what's going on. So she doesn't give a shit enough about her daughter to fucking be a co-conservator. What does a conservative do, Driz? I have no clue, bro. They conserve... Do you have a rap about conservative? No, I got nothing. What? I had a lot of coughing. Fact is, Brittany's <laughs> out of the facility, but not doing great. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, I gotta redo that line. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where's uh, T? There we go. Uh, all right. Fact is, Brittany's out of the facility, but not doing great. <laughs> She still has significant mental health issues, and her meds are a work in progress. What's the next story? Uh, all right, let's see. Wendell, Wendell. <laughs> Wendy Williams divorce. Kevin demands spousal support. He looks like a fucking bitch. <laughs> What's wrong with him? He looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a black eel. <laughs> Just this pathetic uh, man. Wendy, Wendy Williams, ah, uh, fuck off. <laughs> Wendy Williams, a strange husband, is seeking a boatload of money from her Slam in the, the form of um, alimony and more. TMZ has learned. Kevin Hunter filed his response to Wendy's divorce petition, and according to docs obtained by TMZ, he wants her to pay him spousal support. And also child support for their kid, Kevin Jr. What is spousal support? Like he's demanding, That's like alimony. Like, That's like, yeah. Uh, I, I guess yuck. he never worked while they were married and they never had a prenup. What? I don't know. But yeah, guys. Like, what man? Like, what the oh, you fuck, look like a, man? He already looks like a bitch. Well, in that picture, at least. He looks a little happier. A little tougher. A little, little manlier in the other picture. But that yeah. top picture. She well. looks manlier Yeah, she does look manlier than, than him and both of them. <laughs> Junior's 18 now, so... He shouldn't even get child support for JR. Exactly. He should just, JR should go yeah, off on JR's his own. JR is making his own way through life. Oh, yeah. When these we'll ex also wants her to foot the bill for their son's college expenses. Yeah, he's a fucking, he's a gold digger. <laughs> Jersey. Wendy filed for divorce last month in New Jersey, where they li where they used to live together. Oh, I was going to say we should go there and fight in front of their lawn. The next for the next match. The next boxing match. Yeah. So did a uh, move came weeks after Kevin's alleged mistress gave birth. Oh, he's banging another broad. And he's believed to be the father. Kevin was also an executive producer on Wendy's show and was her personal manager. So I guess he made he some managed. sort of money. Yeah. He, he, 
Yeah, yeah it's not like he wasn't working. So I guess since he lost producing that, fucking shows and he shit. only got a job because he was married to her. What a cunt. <laughs> yeah, he's been booted off the show, and Wendy is in the market for a new manager. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't get anyone else. Uh. No. <laughs> Donald Trump honors Trigger Woods. Tiger. Trigger Woods, Presidential um, Medal of Freedom. That's like uh, what is he? What did you get him a medal for? Medal being a good of golfer? freedom. Like what? Is that from like one old like drunk golfer, rapist, bankrupt piece of shit <laughs> to like another golfer who like banged another bitch when he was married? What what's going on? Here? I thought he was just letting what's, giving his slave freedom. That's, what's a medal? <laughs> just presented Tiger Woods with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And joked about how the two always remember the good things and never the bad. <laughs> Tiger was emotional as he accepted the reward. Let's never in front take of responsibility his for the shitty things we've done in <laughs> life, Tiger. Family and girlfriend, and choked back tears as he spoke about his late father. <laughs> the Presidential Medal of Freedom is the highest civilian reward in the United That's States. That's insane. What did he get this award yeah, for? Yeah, the highest. He did, I don't even think he lost anymore. Possibly... Is he retired? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I actually, didn't he do... No. Uh, what did he do? Because it says it's given to people who make an especially great contribution to American society. What the fuck what has, he done? has Tiger Woods come... I mean, I'm sure he's donated to some shit or something, but still, like, there's got to be somebody, some doctor or something. Oh, he just won, better. like, a golf tournament. It's the only one who would like, accept it, the probably. Best reward. Yeah. He probably sent out, like, 50 to 100 letters, and this Kanye, is the jackass Kanye would have accepted, accepted Oh, it. yeah, he would have. But Trump was like, oh, I'm not giving one to Kanye. Uh, Trump had announced Woods would be receiving the reward after Tiger won the 2019 Masters. Oh, so he I is golfing still, so I guess yeah. Yeah, he won uh, Masters. And apparently so he's got, winning the Masters is a huge contribution to, to American society. Trump, uh, Trump couldn't have been more complimentary to Woods, hailing the 43-year-old as an extraordinary athlete and also a great guy. Golf is not a sport. You don't have to no, be an athlete. I mean, it's it's got a little skill, but you don't have to be an athlete. Guys go out just drunk and fucking golf. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really it's really not that fucking much of a sport. Trump says uh, Woods inspired millions of Americans with his thrilling victories on the golf. Nobody is fucking inspired Nobody's, by Tiger Woods. Nobody's thrilled about golf. People. Either. <laughs> Like, fishing is not hunting. No. People are more inspired by me and Slambo fighting <laughs> than they are by fucking Tiger Woods winning a golf tournament. Uh, including the amazing win of the 2019 Masters, which Trump described as an incredible comeback after all the physical ailments uh, he, he's dealt with over the years. He's got a bad back? What is it? It's probably, that's all it is. A bag, a, a cranky... Uh, Crickety wrist. Cranky asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't wipe right and they went out and it was real humid and that's, that's rough. <laughs> oh, man. POTUS also said uh, Woods yes. is the embodiment of the American spirit. Always striving he, for greatness. Do you, Slambo, do you think Tiger is he, Woods is, is the he embodiment? inside all of us? No. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. All right. So, so are you wrong. saying your boy is wrong? Yes. yes. Yes, I don't agree with him Ooh, all the time. Why? Because yeah. he's black? I think that's what I got from that. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think we got to go to break. Unclear if he was specifically referring to golf or other issues of the year. So, yeah, nobody knows what's being rewarded and what's not. Yeah. But you got a reward for your win tonight, Slambo. Oh, yeah. 
You can punch him in the face anytime you want now. This is the Slambagini himself, baby. And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySauceSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or a little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Sometimes do it, My music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Because I'm a dash of Adam Driver, makes it cool on set Matt's a dapper dude, dashing, but I'm poop on mess Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern, and who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was a nest I never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next I cannot believe what some veterans would do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better, but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk What's my pitch to be an internet sensation? I call these godly marketers sixth internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patient Every time I'm feeling like the slightest hint of doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out And expectations your expectations. You go to work after ain't nobody heard that ain't, ain't nobody yearn for you rapping any words. Said it worry cause you're sure that a rapper spinning verses as perfect as you have is deserving of a sure pass. Sure, yeah. Oh. It's the entitlement and attitude. Look, everybody gotta pat you on the back, but alas, you're a hack and you're whack, so you have to lower your expectations. So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to SoySauceSound.com and start listening today. Yeah. Robin Slim Show. Robin Slim Show? Peter, can you hear me? Oh, how about now? Yes, I hear you just... Oh, right. Peter Peter Melman. How are you? Good, how you doing, Peter? Peter Melman, novelist, comedian, and Seinfeld writer. In that order. <laughs> how long... Uh, how did you land a writing gig on Seinfeld, which you wrote for nearly the whole nine seasons that it ran, Correct. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, I was. I left before the last season, and I wasn't there for the first season, which was only you know four episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's when I watched. I watched uh, from beginning to end when it was new. It was amazing. I was gonna ask if I was hoping you weren't uh, in on that last episode because that was a rough one. But <laughs> but every other episode was fantastic. Oh well. Uh... You know, there was some turkeys in there, but you yeah. know, it's 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 hard to do twenty two episodes in a season. You know, it's you know everybody's finally realizing that you know if you do ten, you could actually you know have some good quality. But you uh, know, I mean, twenty two is just a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I loved it. I loved every episode, and even that I've gone back and rewatched the final episode. I I don't hate it anymore. But I remember when it was first on, it was just. It didn't feel like the other, the other episodes. But um, how was it? Did you sit down in a group to write it, or did you just write a script and send it off to them? Um, you mean originally or throughout the whole process? Well, e- either way, like yeah, how did it start and uh, how how did it end? Well, we never wrote as a group, you know. That that it, we were we never had a writer's room like every other show. We you know you were pretty much up to you to come up to come. It was up to you to come up with ideas, 
And, um, you know, you would pitch your ideas to Larry and Jerry. And, you know, there were a lot of ideas you had to pitch because, you know, it got to the point where everybody had to have a story of the four main characters. Yeah. So, um, you know, Larry and Jerry would say, oh, I love that idea. I don't like that idea. Wow. And um, then, you know, you'd be off on your own to write it. How did it come to you? Did it all come at once? Like you sat down and like it just flowed or did you did you write it and then go back to it? Unfortunately, it never happened the same way twice. Wow. You know, um, I, you know, sometimes it was an unbelievable struggle and then sometimes it was like a total breeze. You know, I, wow. you know, the um, you know, like. The, the sponge episode, you know, I just heard on the radio that the sponge birth control device was going off the market, and I heard it in my car, and I just thought to myself, God, if Elaine's a sponge user, she would probably try to buy up all the remaining ones, and if she got just the limited amount of, of sponges, that would, you know, change her entire standards for who she slept with. So, you know, like right then and there, I had like a whole story, yes. uh, like, you know, a whole episode for the Elaine, for Elaine's character. <laughs> and then won. other times, you know, like with the um, the implant episode with Terry Hatcher, oh, yes. you know, I had a bunch of kind of completely unrelated funny scenes and I somehow managed to put them together into a whole show. And at that point, that one worked out so well that I thought, well, this is the way I'll always do it. You know, it'll work out great that way. Yeah. And it never worked out again. So it's like, yeah, there's no given formula. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was kind of very new to this because before that I had, you know, basically been a journalist and, you know, I wasn't used to making up the world. I was used to reporting on what was actually happening. So, you know coaxing creativity out of myself was, you know, like was a process. That's what I was going to say. How do you go from journalist to writing scripts for a sitcom? Um, well, in some ways, I think it's an advantage because, you know, I've lived a life outside of show business. You know, I mean, so many shows are, you know, like all their references our showbiz references all the time. I mean, even you look at Saturday Night Live now, it's like 99% showbiz references. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, I, I had um, other life experiences and, you know, and I lived a life in New York before I moved to Los Angeles. Mm. And um, so, you know, being a journalist requires a certain amount of, you know, ob observational skills. So that was very helpful. And also I wrote for a lot of different publications. So even though I had, you know, a fairly strong writing voice, you know, one day I'd be writing for, you know, Esquire or GQ, and the next day I might be writing for Mademoiselle or Glamour. So, you know, those are diff those are magazines that are so different that, you know, you would hold on to your own voice, but you would have to you know, alter it. Have a different for the perspective. And that was, you know, a big deal because, you know, on Seinfeld, you had to alter it for Larry David. Oh, yes. I was going to say, too, for, for each of those characters, though, like all four of those main characters were also so pronounced. 
Yeah, I, I I never really had much trouble as far as um, you know dialogue. You know, right? Yeah. Coming you know coming up with the stories and dialogue, I was good at. Um, nice. You know, actually finishing up. Um, you know, and coming up with the whole story and and ending it, those were the parts that were very difficult for me. Wow. What uh, what script were you most proud of that you wrote? Um, I was really proud of um, The Sponge because, you know, I loved when we kind of poked at our own liberalism. So, you know, like when Kramer's, you know, refusing to wear an AIDS ribbon, you know, I just love that. (laughs) You know, and I also loved um, yada yada because that happened in, you know, my, that was the last script I wrote as a staff member. You know, I left after that. And, um, you know, at that point, eight seasons in, the show had gotten, you know, you know, very big and kind of unwieldy, you know, the stories were huge, you know, like the Puerto Rican Day Parade, you know, stuff like that, which were all episodes. When they got so big and unwieldy like that, I wasn't, I I wasn't into it. You know, I was very loyal to Larry's original version of the show, which was, you know, very small little slice of life stories. So yada yada was actually kind of a throwback the stories were very small and um you know and it's always nice when you know you throw in something that ends up in the dictionary and yeah you you ended on a high note with that one yeah (laughs) nice i actually wrote one the next season also when i wasn't even on the show anymore you know the backwards episode i wrote with dave mandel um Nice. That was actually one of the easiest to write of all time. I mean, I, we we would look at each other at the, and say, "God, we didn't even put any work into this." <laughs> <laughs> that's the best kind of stuff when it just flows or just happens naturally. That that is yeah. that's amazing. The, the yeah, it's it's always when it when it comes fast, it's always better. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I write little bits for the show, and, like, I have so many ideas coming in that I I have two, like, notepad files on my computer and, like, a notepad like, with, with that I write in. So, like, it's just, like, they all come so fast, those ideas. Well, keeping those, writing those stuff, writing that stuff down is, like, the most important thing you can do. Mm. You know, because it. Yeah, and, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. you got to get it down on paper. Like, it's the most... Yes. I carried a pad with me at Seinfeld for, you know, nonstop. You know, I was like constantly like in the middle of dinner, just like interrupting conversations and just like, excuse me one second, you know, and like writing down something that somebody said. You yes. know, and everybody would go, what did you just write down? Like, Share it with the group. It on TV. You were, you were, a, uh, you were a millennial stuck on the phone before that was even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny that you should just say that because I was, I you know I drove to Starbucks before and I I just, I just saw like every single person on the street was like glued to their phone and it just depressed me. <laughs> really de- it's it's so it's so pathetic. I mean, you know, even crossing the street, pick your head up. I was just gonna and say like every, the crossing and, the street at, at every at every red light, somebody's hunking because the person in the front is on the phone. Yes, yes. 
I just saw it yesterday. Yep, that is that's so true. And like you said, the crosswalks, like I think they lowered. Didn't in New York they put lights on the ground now because people wow. are always looking at their phone. Oh my God, you yeah. should be catering to oh, it. Man. Like, that's it. You cater to them. You know, I mean, this is like what we do as a society. We cater to like the biggest idiots on everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It used you know, to be survival. I mean, if you can't figure it out yourself in New York, especially where you know walking you know walking across the street is a sport it's a skill (laughs) oh yeah it's a it's an incredible skill i mean you know i I used to be great at it now i go back and i'm like you know a complete poser but you know i mean and you know even today i was like why saw this commercial for a car and there's this really pretty girl who holds up a balloon and it's like not even it's not much bigger than the balloon you'd see at a kid's birthday party and she mm. starts flying over like rivers and mountains and things like that and on the bottom it says don't try this what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's not possible. God, uh, why does you know how much money this country just blows on trying to <laughs> set Idiot straight. I mean, how could they? Yeah, that's it. Not to go on a rant or anything. Uh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> everything has to be idiot proof. Just like, <laughs> just like we just said. Yeah, d- this don't try woman this. Floating above the earth, and her feet are brushing against the top of mountains, and they're telling you that you shouldn't do this at home. <laughs> I, I want to try it now. I want to go out there and do I it, though. Need to, we need to give Slam a balloon right now, and we're going to yeah. see what happens. We're going to have our intern do that, Peter. Jay, I you can't better get to some really high-test helium. Yes, yeah, where do you yeah. even get that? That's like, uh, I, I feel like that's in, like, Area 51. I don't know. <laughs> Peter, did you appear yeah. in any Seinfeld episodes as, like, a side character? Uh, did I appear? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, sir, you know, I'm not... I my voice was in one, and then I was you know on the subway episode, um, I was the one standing behind Elaine when she's like going, oh my god, this guy smells, and you know, <laughs> and that was only because I happened to be working on another script, and I was kind of stumped, and you know when I was stumped, I would just like walk over to the stage to hang out for a while, and they needed somebody my height, you know there was a crowded subway train. And, um, you know, I had to play a disgruntled subway driver, rider, which was, you know, not a big problem for me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, in the sponge, I I also was a uh, one of the pharmacists when Elaine keeps, you know, going from pharmacy to pharmacy. I thought so. Looking for, um, you know. To see if she could buy up their sponges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was such that a, a great episode. Joke. Yes, such an. Do you think one. there are any sitcoms around nowadays that are as good as Seinfeld? Um, I you know to tell you the truth, I don't watch any. I don't watch any comedies. I mean, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that nothing seems to like be jumping out at me that I'd want to watch. I've, um, I've gotten into a few. You know, and it's hard to say as good. Mm. You know, you know, like there are, there are absolutely none that are comparable as far as, you know, having characters who are kind of unlikable and, you know, who'll screw each other over at the drop of a hat. You know, I mean... <laughs> 
the show broke all the rules, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and to t- you know when I left Seinfeld and started you know developing shows for DreamWorks, I realized that you know the networks really hated Seinfeld, you know, they because it broke all their rules. You know, it was very eye-opening. You know, I mean, they liked it as fans, but the fact that you know they that you know, it just broke every single rule, you know, was was really rough on them because, you know, they, they suddenly had nothing to say, you know, like, you know, the first time I had a, 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 a table read for a new show, you know, they said to me about one of the characters, he seems a little glib. And I said, yeah, that's because I told him he should be glib. <laughs> and uh, it, it was, you know, like they were looking at me like, uh, oh, my God, you know. And I said, like, you know, when you decided to get into business with me, what did you think you were going to get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that was your, your realm. So, yeah, you, you would be expecting yeah. to get that. I agree. Well, you're, you're also, uh, Peter, you, your novels, you have two out right now, correct? It Won't Always Be This Great and Mandela Was Late. Mandela was late was actually a collection of um, of articles that uh, I had written in magazines. That was kind of a collection. That wasn't a novel. Um, okay. It won't always be this great. Was a novel, and I, I just finished another one, which will be coming out in the fall. That's what I was going to ask you about. Hashtag me as well. What can you tell us about it? It's basically about um, a Pulitzer Prize-winning sports writer at the Washington Post who makes one tiny little kind of tasteless, kind of sex-related joke, and somebody um, somebody puts it on Instagram, and it goes viral, and... You know, over the next 24 hours, it's basically all the things that happen because of this one event while, you know, you're trying, he's trying to see whether he's going to actually be able to keep his job or be fired. Yes. So it all takes place basically over 24 hours. And, um, you know, it's very much about the environment we're in right now. I was just going to say that that's very, very uh, realistic in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, you know, he just makes one joke. He's talking about a soft NBA player, you know, a guy who is very kind of physical contact phobic, you know, and, um, you know, the guy gets hurt and the Pulitzer Prize winning writer jokes to a bunch of other sports writers. He just says, God, how long is a guy usually out for a hysterectomy? <laughs> so now I'm curious back obviously when you were writing Seinfeld that was a very different time but did you guys ever have to sit there and go do you think this is going to offend people you know we weren't worried about offending people we were you know but for a while we were worried about whether NBC or Castle Rock the production company would just let us even do it. You know, I remember reading the uh, the contest. You know, I it, it was funny because I just had an, wrote an episode called The Virgin before that, and after we shot it, 
you know, it went really well, and I was feeling really good about things. And then La- I, Larry gave me his, he wrote the contest, and I read it, and I went back into his office. I said, God, I'm so depressed. This is so good. And he goes, that's the best compliment you could give me, that you're totally depressed by it. And, <laughs> that was an amazing and then, I, then he just looked up at me, because. So uh, my big question here is, do you think they'll even let us do this? Yes, yes. And I said, I said, um, I don't know. It seems like you handled it really delicately. You never even say the word masturbation. I mean, like, you know, I I don't see what they can complain about. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, believe me, they could find something to complain about. (laughs) And that was the first script after the table read. That was the first script where there were absolutely no notes from anyone. No network notes, no production company notes, nothing. Everybody was just like, it's perfect. Wow. <laughs> and it was. Wow. Just going back, to thinking about, you know, you mentioning SNL and us mentioning the times we're in now. Uh, it was a couple years ago when Larry hosted SNL and his monologue, his opening monologue. It, it got, he, it, it yeah. offended people and he was just telling jokes I think about a concentration camp or something, but it was like if he was in a concentration camp, it was it was funny, but people were really bent out of shape about it. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I think people are perfectly within their rights to say I don't think that's funny. Yes, but to be offended by it, I mean, you know, it's. This is Larry David. Who do you think? What do you think you're going to get? This is the cut. This is what he does. Yes. You know, you know, if if you think it's just unfunny material, that's fine. But you got to know that it's just he he goes for the most uncomfortable joke you can find, Mm. you know, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You know, he, he did a Seinfeld script. The, probably the greatest, most perfect idea ever on Seinfeld was Jerry being caught making out during Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that is it's the most brilliant idea because, you know, first of all, it's just unbelievably funny on its surface, but also you have a whole story again. You know, Jerry's caught making out during Schindler's List. Who would be offended by that? His parents. How would they find out? Well, they can't be in the movie theater, so somebody would have to drop a dime on them. Who would do that? Newman. Newman. You got a whole show. Yes. Only Newman. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I agree to the point, too, like, making people uncomfortable but still laughing. That's that's a skill. That is definitely a skill. Sometimes you go a little bit over the line. Well, you know, that's, that's what creativity is all about sometimes you might step over the line yeah exactly i mean people it's it feels like people are just sitting at home now waiting to be offended yeah Absolutely. i was just thinking it, it's yeah. it kind of this climate <laughs> we're in today it's like people are a lot more selfish and i think the offended people they're just selfish they're self-absorbed and it's like i have to make this about me somehow turn myself into a victim or you well my mother was a holocaust survivor or whatever great great grandmother or whatever some shit like that like it's just a selfish thing or just going to where they they don't have winners and losers in sports like so everyone's a winner so everyone 
is important. Like we we have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, I you know I mean I don't know. It's just uh, you know everybody is like you say. Everybody says like, oh, this is more you know this affects me deeper than it does you. Yeah. Make you it know, about like, yourself. Uh, you know, yep. Sarah Silverman had like had this incredible bit about how, like, you know, she she about nine eleven and about she was going. Look, I don't want to say like nine eleven was like worse for me than it was for you, but um, you know that was all. But it was worse for me because that was the day that um, I found out that the mocha latte was like nine hundred calories. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, it's funny because there are certain people still who can get away with things, you know. Sarah Silverman is exactly the person who can get away with saying everything because, A, she's unbelievably funny, B, she's really super smart, and C, she's got this persona that she does on stage of somebody who's kind of like arrogant and oblivious at the same time. Yes. I yes. think she's an absolute genius. I mean, I really do. I agree. Peter, you also do stand-up, correct? I do. It's, um, you know, it's it's almost like a hobby. It's almost like something I do for fun. That's what I was wondering when I saw that. Like, I didn't know I've if I've been doing just... it like years ago. So in those cool. three years, I've, I've now made just about $500. <laughs> That's impressive. And once, I took an, and, and once I got a parking ticket and once I took an Uber to, you know, to Laguna Beach. So I'm probably <laughs> down to about three. Yeah, that'll knock a little off. But I was going to ask you, what is the craziest thing you've seen performing stand-up? You know, it's interesting I don't see that many crazy things anymore because, you know, like they, they kind of like tell the audience in most clubs, you know, like no heckling. Yes. Which, you know, is almost like cheating. Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember going to comedy clubs in New York and, you know, you'd see guys dealing with a heckler and, you know, that was a skill unto itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, exactly. not that, you know, I mean, heckling is kind of like what you were saying before where it's all about me again. You know, it's somebody in the audience who's like, I'm not getting enough attention. Who's this guy? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the craziest thing that I find in stand-up is, you know, like, they've, it's very subtle, you know, about how how an entire audience one night can, can laugh like crazy at, at something, and then the next night an entire audience can, like, not, respond at all to the exact same joke with the exact same delivery it's like it, it really is just a phenomenon it you is. know and that's and you know like I don't really feel like I have anything to lose so you know whatever it is either way I kind of just you know go with it yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome to be at that point and be able to go either way with it I didn't... yeah I don't really you know, I don't really acknowledge the existence of the audience anyway. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Like, I didn't know that they tell you at comedy clubs that you're not allowed to heckle. Yeah. Like, because that seems like, I mean, one, like, there's some great, like, uh, comics who 
amazingly deal with like um what was his face we, we really got into him uh bill hicks bill hicks, bill yeah. hicks on his one of his cds yes. him dealing with a heckler was one of the funniest things yeah. in the world and i feel like if you're going to do stand-up like that's a skill you should have you or should. at least be under fire to where you can develop that especially in today's day and age where like it doesn't matter what you do because you're gonna get heckled on the internet <laughs> you might just yeah. get heckled from a tweet so you better you know be put you under fire and learn how to develop that that is that's the irony of it all is that you know you know i write op-ed pieces in newspapers sometimes and or articles and you know sometimes i could write the fluffiest you know little jokey thing that doesn't take any you know radical stands on anything it's just a bunch of like little lightest feathery observations and you get these vicious replies i mean this is disgusting. It's what a what snarky crap. I'll never, you know, at least now I Die know. Die in a house fire. I his books. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. People are just. They are. They're. they're are, as, as we said, as, as my favorite line I ever had in Seinfeld was Jerry just going, people, they're the worst. I was gonna say delicate flowers. That's <laughs> that's what they all are, Peter. Peter, we have to wrap this. I up. got one question before we wrap it up, though. Do you uh, still hear from Larry or Jerry? Um, you know, I bump into Larry once in a while. You know, we live um, nearby, and you know, occasionally I email back with Jerry. When I just started doing stand up, I emailed him a bunch of times, and he was, uh, you know, he he gave some interesting thoughts um you know it's it was so funny because one of the first things he said is your attitude on stage should be i don't really want to be here but i'm here so i'll do this (laughs) (laughs) and i said yeah i think i got that part down already (laughs) you do i can tell if anyone does you do peter (laughs) thank you so much for talking to us my pleasure take care guys it's been a blast where can everybody find you um, you mean like my home address? Well, no. Um, if you want people on, to show up at your home, I'm I mean, on, by all means. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm all, you know, I, I'm not on Instagram. Oh, I, I'm, I'm on, I think I am on Instagram. What do they search to find you, like on Twitter or Facebook? Peter Melman. M-E-H-L-M-A-N. Yeah, just Peter Melman on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you, Peter. Take care, guys. You too. Have a good one. You too. Awesome. Such a great interview. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. I love the fact with just, yeah, conversation. Like, yeah. Yep. All right, we'll be back. We'll be back. Nikki, you there? I'm here. Nikki from Nikki Needs an Adult Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And your podcast is about being an adult, but not having the correct answers to be an adult, correct? Exactly. It's it's that moment where you're standing there and you're like, how am I supposed to do this? You know, like you just don't know how to actually be a grown up because you just want to eat trick cereal and call into work. I was going to say, that's the best thing about being an adult is nobody could tell me I can't eat the entire pack of Oreos or the entire cheese danish <laughs> from Entenmann's. Like, I, I could do that. I have that power, <laughs> but then my stomach hurts. A lot. <laughs> What is the most difficult thing you find about adulting? 
I think the most difficult thing for me is feeling like I'm never prepared for situations that as a younger person, I thought I would be like Mm. when I was 18, I thought I had all the answers, but here at 36, I realized I don't know anything. (laughs) Like I don't know how to do, like I'm just making it up as I go along. And sometimes, you know, I, you know, I just don't know the right answer. I don't know how to, take all this knowledge that I'm supposed to have and use it in the appropriate way. And sometimes it's just realizing that there is no appropriate way. It's, you know, it's someone else's standard and and you've got to make your own path in that. Yeah. So I, I just want to say, so you thought you had all that knowledge when you were 18 and then realized at 36 that you didn't. Was 36 the point? So was it 18 to 36 or is there like an earlier age that you start realizing? I think... What really, my my big turning point was when I turned 30, I had my youngest child. So I I had a eight-year-old and a baby. And um, I thought that at 30, everything was supposed to happen. Like you would feel settled in your life, that you would no longer feel like you were still searching for answers. Yep, you'd be set. And say it one more time. Like you would be set. That's what I always thought. But it's not that way at all. Yep. It's yep. not. Like, you still have those feelings of, like, loneliness or searching mm-hmm. for who you want to be. Like, you never, that never ends. And the older I got and the older, like, my peers got, the more I realized that you never really know how you're going to turn out. Like, it, because it, it always changes. Yeah. Any given, any one bad day can can lead to whatever. <laughs> exactly right. You know, it, that's why I don't understand why I have a daughter who will be a freshman next year, and they're like, "When you grow up, what do you want to be? And what college do you want to go to?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm almost forty, and I don't even know what I'm mm. supposed to be when I grow up. How is she supposed to know at fourteen? I asked my aunt once. I said, "Does it ever get any easier?" And she said, "No." And I was like, "Thank you for the honest answer. Like, I appreciated that. <laughs> just hearing that because I always thought, yeah, by thirty, then I was like, oh, by forty, yeah, no, it, it, you never. No, you never know. It doesn't. And the good part is, is that acknowledging that it like never stops, you can start to kind of evolve into who you are as a person and not feel bad about that. Exactly. You know. You just know it's going to be a shit know. show. Sometimes. Sorry. I, I said you just know it's going to be a shit show sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. You just, you, you accept it. And I don't know what the male experience is for this. I mean, I have a husband, but like, I'm not a dude, so I don't know what it's like to be a man in their 30s. But for women, the expectation, especially once you have a family, is that you have your shit together and that you are running that household and that you are like the forefront Mm. And it's just not that way. Like, there are days where I just want to, like, leave work and go home and day drink and ask my mom to pick up my kids. Like, that's <laughs> the honest to God truth. That's amazing. That's amazing. It, it's interesting you bring up as being a kid and them everybody kind of pushing this, like, 
what are you going to do when you grow up? And it's right. constantly like pushed on us. Yes. And then you do when you get to be an adult, you feel like a failure because you were told like to be successful, you got to go to college, college. and you got to, yeah. you got to pick yeah. the right career and you got to be a policeman or a fireman or like, yeah. at, at least as a male, like you got to do astronaut. these. Yeah. Cowboy astronaut. <laughs> and then like, you don't. And it just, the rest of your adulthood just feels like shit because you just feel like a loser because that's kind of like, in a sense, you're told, you're told from the beginning you're that you're going to be you a suck. loser. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, nobody tells their kids, if you grow up to be a garbage man, that's okay because you're getting a paycheck. Yes. No one yeah. tells their kids that. It's a, that's true. That's true. And, and you know, there's always the, the, the saying, world needs ditch diggers too. But, yeah, you should be told if you, you want to be a mechanic or if you want to be a bus yeah. driver. That's, that's okay too. Like, truck driver, anything. As long as you're but doing something I'm the, decent. I'm the weird mom who's like, when everybody's like, my siblings, I don't know what the deal is because I live like, I don't know if you know what Purdue University is. It's a Big Ten school, right? And okay. so everybody doesn't want to go here. Like a lot of people go to Michigan State and stuff, like they don't ever want to go to Purdue because everybody, you know, that my daughter goes to school with, they teach there. My kid goes to the school with a lot of professor's kids. And um, I'm always the one who's like, um, we don't want her to go after she graduates. Like, give it a year. And her, the parents are like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm just like, school's expensive. I, like, why should she have to graduate from high school and know what she wants to be and just go to college? You should be able to take a year or whatever. Yeah, like, I felt rushed and I, I totally fucked up because yeah, man. Yeah, I felt same, rushed. Same, same. Yeah. So, so uh, me and our, our third Mike, Lamborghini, yeah. we both just turned... 31 yeah and i could connect to a lot of the things you're, you're saying because i do remember being 18 and thinking man when i'm 30 my life is gonna be set i'm gonna be married i'm gonna have a high paying job i'm gonna own a house and a nice car and none of that i'm single living with some douchebag and drinking and and just drinking beer and drinking speaking in and, and speaking into a microphone <laughs> exactly like it never it never went the way you thought like, yeah i i kid you not like this is on scott from 4 to 16 i thought i was going to grow up and make muppets <laughs> I am not kidding. I know that sounds stupid, but like that was my goal. I was like, wanted, I was going to grow up and make Muppets. I just wanted to draw. Uh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be a. I thought I was going to be a cartoonist. A cool. Cartoonist thought, was yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I thought that was a good. And then you, you meet guys who do art, and they're like, like the guy we used to know, Roberto, and he'd be like, he did it for a hobby, and he was great at it, but he said he could never make money off of it. Right, like that wasn't a thing. So I went to college for history because, like. I really wanted to do makeup, and I learned how to do all that. And I went to college for history because, like, I, I mean, I'm not originally from West Lafayette. I'm from an even smaller place in bumfuck, Indiana. And, like, you didn't grow up to be a makeup artist. You grew up to be a factory worker. So I was like, well, I want to go to college for history. Okay, what am I going to do with that? I should have just gone to school for makeup because I didn't do anything with that. That's but at 18, true, it too. was like, I know everything and I'm going to go do this. I, sh I should have never, I should, I should have done what I wanted to do. And I think you guys are 31. So like our generation was kind of told, don't waste your time doing what you want to do. Like those Gen Xers did. You should go and find something that will make you money. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> 
You're now sh- we're all losers oh. with podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody's got a podcast. <laughs> That's the thing, too, though. You think a lot, as a kid, a lot of the cool stuff that you want to grow up and be, you think, like, there's a lot of money in it. And it's like, like for me, it was always creative shit. Like Rob said, like drawing and cartooning or or being on a television show or like none of that shit makes you anything. Like maybe only if you get like fucking really famous. Or you talk to the guy that was really famous and he's still struggling just to get a gig. Yeah. Right. We've talked to like it's it's always a grind. You realize, yeah, no, you're always going to work. And, and maybe off. that's the issue is that you're always told that like, hey, you do this thing and you you're you're gonna make it, but you're never told no. You have to work your ass off. Right. You're gonna be yeah. living on the well, street. And, like, you see fucking uh, uh, Karate Kid, and for 20 minutes, the guy's training, and then he's kicking ass. Like, you think you're going to go out there and kick ass for 20 minutes of uh, you're the best around. No, you're going to be fighting. You're going to be fighting Johnny time. for the next 10 fighting, years. Getting your fucking bike thrown in the fucking mud. You're going to be fucked up forever. Well, look at, look at Bruce Lee. Like, if you want to even go through that, like, he didn't even become a star until he was, like, in his like mid thirties, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, so, like when I talk to kids or when, because um, like I always have groups of children at my house, not in a creepy way, which I know I just made myself sound weird, yeah. because I have kids. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like, like Slim Money, he has what, kids over. It's like it's why you weird. don't have kids? <laughs> like you're a fucking freak, dude. But like I was telling them, like for book club, no one, Rob. No, Nothing you have, you're not going to have to work for. Like, yeah. Those, like, don't think that even though I mean, I have extravagant things, like every single thing I have, I own because I worked for it. Nobody's mm-hmm. handing out houses. Yep. Like, this doesn't work. Yeah. They should. I want that fucking house. They should. Yeah. I've lived. I lived and I should have a house. I should have everything. Is that how you feel about things? Like, I exist, therefore all things should come to me. Yeah. yeah. No. You might need an adult more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Nikki, uh, what, uh, you, you hit a lot of hard topics on your show. What, um, what has been one of your favorite uh, uh, shows that you've done? Um, I think, if I had to be really honest, if you took the whole first like six months I did it and threw it away, that would be nice because I'm still trying to figure this out. Because, like you, at least you guys have like each other. I'm by myself in like a corner of my living room, so I had to Never. kind of figure out how to do everything. Yeah. But the the one that like I did that I don't know why it made such a big deal was the one that I just did the fat episode because one it was the first time I ever got a troll because of an episode, <laughs> so I knew I did something right. Yeah. And two. <laughs> yup. And two, because, like, not only did I say, like, why do you care? Like, why why do you care if people are fat? What, what is the deal? But I also said that I'm not out to make anybody feel ashamed for I wasn't going to sit there and preach to people about how to lose weight. But I also wasn't going to sit there and tell people that it was okay to worry about this still. Like, once you get into your, like, 30s, no one should care what anybody else looks like because we all look like shit. I feel like so that why does anyone care? In your twenties, you should start ex- accepting people for who they are. Yeah, you should stop giving a I shit think about. In, 
I don't know. In your 20s, you're still so stupid. I don't even know if you have time yeah. to accept that. And you don't accept yourself in your 20s because you're still living the dream. I, I think I stopped being judgmental probably at about 29 or 30. Like, uh, I was definitely exactly. very judgmental and judging people by, like, oh, look at that fat piece of shit over there. But, like, I'm not that way anymore, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Thanks, Slim. I would say that to Slambo all the time. But now, but now that I'm 30, I go, man, look at that sexy beast. I wish I could be like him. Look at that sexy fat <laughs> gentleman in the corner of our seen, living room. Have you guys seen Endgame yet? Yes. They yes. Have. I have not. But I was like, eh. Okay, never mind. Really liked it. No, go, go, go. Go ahead. So Rob's already, I, Rob watched the Spider-Man trailer where he's he's like like Tom Holland, uh, uh, to, to, Toby Maguire. Tom I'm Maguire. Toby Maguire. British Toby Maguire <laughs> shows up and goes, don't watch this. And Rob's like, I'm not a pussy. Yeah, and he watched it. So Rob doesn't care. Rob already knows <laughs> Iron Man dies. Oh, I hope nobody's listening who didn't see Endgame. <laughs> Iron Man's um, dead so, to me. Thor so, as a fat man was like my. I wish Chris Hemsworth was, so was actually a fat man. That was amazing. <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I think I think it was the idea of like them them getting to the point where they realized we have to let Chris Hemsworth be Chris Hemsworth. Like not saying that he's fat, right. but he's comedic. He's Just, yeah. you know like a silly guy, and he can't be serious. And they realized that I in Thor Ragnarok. I hate so Thor Ragnarok. Him, yeah, right? because, because they realized like this is how this guy shines. And yeah, yeah. no, right. Fat Thor was probably one of my favorite things Thor. about. <laughs> I gotta that see movie. that now. And that makes yeah. me want to see it. Fuck. Just well, like, you need to see it. Get just over a, yourself. It's a good yeah. movie. Just oh, a cool. I, I was I still. I was still kind of. Eh. I didn't hate it. I liked Infinity War better. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot of there, there. There was a lot of things I liked in Endgame, but I was kind of like I. I don't know. A lot of people are like, "This is the most amazing thing in the world," and I'm like, "It was okay. It was a good conclusion. It concluded concluded the past eleven years of superhero movies. There were some cool things, but it it was slow in the beginning, and I liked Infinity War better. And that's just where yeah. I stand. That's okay. You're allowed to like it better and be wrong. That's all right. I'm usually I'm usually wrong. So people. I agree. Does, does it tie into the other movies? Because like, um, Infinity War picked up from Thor, Ragnarok. Does yeah. it go with the? It, it ties into the other ones. Okay, um, it, it picks up right after Captain Marvel. That's what I figured. Where Captain Marvel ends is since where that was like, last, and I never saw that. But I do. I want to see it because I love the trailer. I love just the blockbuster yeah. video scene. Like, and that's what I was worried about. It's gonna be overkill with like '90s nostalgia. But people said it wasn't. No. People said it was still good. I. You know, one of the the I loved it, but I also was disappointed. Is I feel like we missed like a whole piece of the incredible Hulk's development. And there was, there was something they'd kind of just jumped from one part to another with him. Ragnarok made me love missing. the Hulk too, because I, yeah, that they like, like yeah, I wanted man. to see him becoming professor Hulk and we oh. didn't see that. There was just like, he just yeah. was there. And Cause I, was, I loved eh. what they did with the Hulk in Ragnarok as well. Like I never liked the Hulk or Thor till that movie. Mm. Like I felt yeah. like they finally became lovable for me at least. I just, I love, okay, so to me, Thor was, like, funny, and I, I like, because he, cause here's the thing, like, Skyward's supposed to be, like, the funny one, but I think that Chris Pratt has become a major asshole, so, like, I can do without him. I but love Star-Lord. <laughs> Star-Lord from Galaxy, um... Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're, so, like, 
um, the to see Thor is funny, but the thing that kind of t- like Thor was this big Jim Morrison like big mammal kind of looking <laughs> dude, and he was funny and people were drawn to him and women were still attracted to him as a big man and I was like so you don't give a shit that he's big because you know that under that you know he's still hot and it's the same thought process like why do you care yeah what what makes you care and that's why like I ask people to answer questions in my DMs because then one they feel kind of protected because everybody's limit was 400 pounds like if you're over 400 pounds then you're disgusting and I was like, oh, so there's a threshold. So once you get over 400 pounds, you should just be on TLC and no one can love you. So, <laughs> so it really comes but, down to yeah. a growing up thing. When we're younger, especially being males, like we've kind of been conditioned to like, this is the perfect woman. This is what you should be into. When you get older, you start becoming more attractive to personalities and you start realizing what the world really is. And it's 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 just... I don't know. I'm drunk, but I'm just saying it's 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 like growing. <laughs> got his ass it's, it's a growing up. It's a growing up thing because I will admit that when I was younger, I wasn't attractive to bigger women. Where like being older, like I like bigger. I like anyone. I like women. I like you know if I, if you have the right personality for me, I'm not gonna judge you on the way. Sounds you, like a drill song. Here's the real question: When you were younger, were women that were bigger as confident as what they seem when you're? When, when now that you're older, like when you were younger, you saw the girl where she is confident to you, because it's not. That's a, this is a two way street. Women who are bigger when they're younger, high school into their twenties, are so ashamed they can't accept themselves that it's hard for men to be attracted to somebody who, physically, yes, they may not be attracted to, but emotionally they come off as needy. So you have to build that confidence in yourself. And I'm not trying to shame women or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, the faster we learn to accept our bodies, the quicker it is that, like, we can just start doing it. And then it just goes from there. So do you feel that it's better when younger people accept their bodies now compared to years ago? Yeah. Okay. I, I I think that... It's hard for me to to deal with because, like, in the '90s, we were we were it was not that way. You yeah. know, like, it was not that way. You needed to be thin. Yeah. So it's hard for me to like see it, but I think that it's cool that it can happen. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm like, okay, she's dressed that way, but she accepts her body, and it's none of my business because that's really what it is. It's none of anybody else's business. Correct. So she accepts her body, and she wants to walk around. However, that's fine. There are way worse people in the world. They were in our country. And so, you know, then a lady in a tube top. And I can handle that. Cool. And Nikki, you do a different subject every week. Would you be able to tell us what your next one's going to be about? Or do you keep that to yourself? Oh, I'll tell you because people already know. Um, My next one is actually about um, cultural appropriation with gay culture, especially gay male culture. Um, And does that work into the misogyny? Because... There's a popular topic amongst women about misogyny and gay male culture, and how did all of that kind of come about? So like you feel like they're about. better than than women? Is that? It's it's not so much that it's that there's a feeling amongst some women that gay men treat them poorly and have a negative view of them. Like like gay wow. men want to hold women down or that they feel negative about them. That's Wait, I never I heard of that. Like, that's the thing you're saying. Are you saying that's the thing or are you yeah. saying that's a belief? 
Okay, so you're... It's a belief of people. I never experienced it, uh, and I spent a lot of time with people in the community, and I've never experienced it personally. But there are a lot of people who have. Like, if if you get a group of straight white women in a gay bar, they're not going to get treated the same as someone who is gay. And, you know, where does that come from? And that's what the next episode's about, because... We're in a time right now where, like, drag queens are really popular and gay culture is, like, everywhere. And is is it everywhere because white women have appropriated it or is it everywhere because gay culture has become mainstream? Hmm. It's, it's a weird thing, but it's out there and women are talking about it, so. Cool. Sounds like a great episode. Do you find your show therapeutic? For myself, not necessarily, because this is stuff that I think about, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning when I'm on Twitter and I'm watching people have conversations. Okay. More than anything, I just want, because, like, the whole thought process is is that we as adults have been taught things that maybe weren't correct, Mm. and I'm trying to bring those subjects to light to get other adults to think about it and have conversation. I loved your episode. Like, History Month one. I'm sorry. What's that, Nikki? Um, I did a history, I did a history, Jesus, I did a show about Black History Month, and it wasn't, because, like, as a white person, it's not, like, appropriate for me to teach people about black history, you know, that's, that's inappropriate of me to do, but what is appropriate of me to do is say, hey, everything you were taught in school was probably fucked up, and we need to have a conversation about that, so then we can treat other people the way they need to, and honestly learn about these this culture that we brought into this country. I loved your episode about money. Just saying like, you know, your parents didn't know what they were doing. No. Well, mine personally sure as fuck didn't. I was in a trailer. (laughs) But like, they they didn't. Parents, well, trust me, I grew up in like white trash heaven, but like, (laughs) our our parents in the 90s coming out of the 80s, they didn't know about money. They didn't. Mm. My parents were smart. They always saved. And I was always like, yeah, but look, why didn't you have what the other parents have? But then when they got older, when they could afford it, they got it. So I'm like, my parents were always smart with it, but it just like. Oh, that's good. It was just rough. Yeah, though. Models. yeah. My mom especially is just amazing with money. Like my mother is the most impulsive person I've uh. ever met. She can't save a dime <laughs> if she tried. Like, right. it's... <laughs> yeah, no, my parents did it right. They actually saved, I think, I think, I like, most, when they actually did buy a house, they, they put most of it down with cash. Like, they, they right. were always, they always had the plan and they always stuck to it. They were really good. That, that's good. Maybe that's why you thought you should get a house for being born. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm the son of and vital <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me the house nikki we had to wrap this up but it's been great talking to you nikki right, i do well, thank you so much for having me on i want to say one thing though and i feel like a, a lot of your topics and stuff and what we've talked about tonight i think it really comes down to that our culture and the time that we're in right now is a lot of people just lack compassion and I think right. that's the biggest issue is that we don't understand how to listen to other people or understand other people. And that we're, I've, I've mentioned it in an earlier interview, a lot of us have become very self-absorbed. And I think that's where a lot of the things stem from. I would yeah. say, what would I, Jesus I do? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Nikki, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me, if you want to listen to the show, which is, 
the best part. You can find it on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, everywhere. If you if you Google Nikki Jane's an adult, it'll give you tons of places. Um, you can find me at Needs Adult on Twitter. I get lots of weird dick pics because I think I'm porn. And um, <laughs> Nikki Jane's an adult on Instagram. Slim. We'll be sending you dick pics later. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'm so excited. My old married lady self will just be so thrilled. (laughs) Thanks again, Nikki. It was great talking. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. You too. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you, who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> David! Hello, hello, hello. What is up, man? How are you, David, the producer? You give me a beer or What's up, boys? What's oh, up, brother? Man. Have you enjoyed the show? I have, and I'm waiting for the air siren for uh, too many rapes again. <laughs> I know. Wasn't that delightful? Oh, what does my that God. mean? Like, what are you? What are we supposed to do when yeah. that happens? Should I like, drop what? my pants and scream? <laughs> Help me. That's all <laughs> I, I, I think see. Of you doing. roll with it, and you make it part of the gag. Yeah. How yeah. was the I too just... many rapes? Did you like that? It, it was rapey. Yeah. <laughs> it got rapey. It got rapey, rape, rape, rape. It's like a return to form. It was so. like, uh, <laughs> you know what I meant. I was gonna bring it up earlier. Is I, I had told a friend like, hey, I have this bit have called this rape skit. Yeah, I had this bit called too many rapes, and they're like, yeah, I can tell you right away. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna like, no, I'm not into that. Like, that's wrong. I'm like, no, 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 just watch it. And he watched it, and he's like. That was genius. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's so amazing that you guys developed that. You it, forgot it, it about the rape. <laughs> <laughs> you cried. You forget about the rapey part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I reminded you again. How was Aruba, David? 
Aruba was awesome. Oh. Uh, so ho- hopefully when we were on the show, when we were uh, out there, we weren't uh, too uh, unruly. I was. <laughs> we were drunk. Uh, yeah, really I, drunk. I don't remember it, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I I you were, you it, were, it was good. You were in Aruba when that happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> did you guys get in any uh, shenanigans in Aruba? Not you know, nothing too much except for one uh, girl that was uh, given. Yeah, well, she was like wanting to hang out with me, and Juliet didn't dig that too much. So <sighs> Juliet yeah, fucked her up. Didn't work out so well for her. Oh, she she's not around <laughs> in this realm anymore. Well, she's not with us anymore. No, she did not kill her. No, she didn't pull a Natalie Holloway at her. Don't worry. I thought she just dumped her off the cruise like Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> yeah. she, she gave her the old Natalie Wood. Goodbye. Goodbye. David, did you watch the fight tonight? Ooh. Who fought? I have no idea. Me and Slambo. They boxed. No, no, I missed that. Oh, that man, it was good. Yeah, it was live. Yeah. Oh, it's on Facebook it. right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. And who won? Slambo did because I, I, I winded myself. I can't. <laughs> you winded yourself? Yeah, again. No. Second time, dude. I can't. I just can't control my energy. Like, I'm a better fighter than Slambo. I've, I, I was just I was just rewatching it, and he, he fell several times, and I should have won. But he's, on he, back he's, he's kind of a tank, and he yeah. just kept taking it. I can take it. Kept absorbing it. And I got, I, I got to a point where I just couldn't breathe anymore, and I had to stop. But. Uh. I'm the better fighter, you it's clear. You have to run around the shower to get wet. Don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> you beat your ass for just on birth. <laughs> what about the Drizz, though? Is the Drizz any uh, manlier than Slim? Yeah. yeah, I'm fucking manly than all you yeah, all. Yeah, because the Drizz yeah. kind of came out a couple of times. Yeah. He got some really good hits in my face. Yeah, yeah, that fucking Slim guy, he didn't fucking listen to me, man. I was like, throw a hook. Throw a right hook. Then throw a left hook, and he was like, yo, shut the fuck up, Drizz. And I was like, yo, Slim, you're going to fucking lose. And what happened? He fucking lost. Yeah. Did you have a pre-battle where you guys uh, hung out and, uh, you know, did the whole, you know, getting each other mad up front? Yeah, no. they talked oh, some did. shit. Sleepy Lucas wrote yeah. some cards on the read. Yeah, yeah. I think they both came. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> I told I Slambo check. during the the break before the fight, I was like, we should pull a Bruno and just start making out. And he was like, dude, I'm not into that gay shit. <laughs> like, you're such a homophobe, Slambo. I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting was for gonna... it during the fight. It's 2019. Yeah. Just hug the guy. Just... <laughs> just hug. David, you used to be a, a musician, bro. I used to be a musician way back in the day. Yes, a long, long time ago. Who did you perform with? I toured with uh, Night Ranger in 2000. No, I'm 2000 shit. Uh, <laughs> 1980. Holy shit. Wow. 85? Wow. Yeah, 85. Man. Yeah, right after high school. Ooh, yeah. Damn. How did you get into that? Like, was it something you just you knew the guys or you just fell into it? No, nah, I, I was on a record label out of L.A. when I was 18. And it, believe me, it was the luckiest thing that I ever had done at 18. I'm thinking, I'm going to be rich. Nah, not so much. <laughs> so great, <laughs> I thought though. that's the way it was going to work, but mm. yeah, not so much. Have you ever but worked? It, it was a blast. We had a great time. Have you ever worked with anyone that got, like, uber famous? Oh, have I? Uh, well, I, I did a, a, just a couple of years ago. I played with bands like Slaughter, 
uh, who else? Oh shoot, Firehouse and you know a bunch of other bands, Skid Row, done stuff like that. What do but, you What you do know. you play? The bass. I'm oh, a bass, bass player. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. What are you new? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, D- David. I'm drunk every time we talk. I don't listen. I have a, a I know that a bass track that David laid down for the Driz. Yeah. I did. You know, so today was a special day. So I thought I would put together a bass and drum track, and the drums are electronic drums. So it's just you know it is what it is. But yeah. Yeah, I don't I need you. I got this guy, this bass guy. He's so much better. Whoa. You can't be I like bass guy. Challenge Ooh. the Driz to see if he could actually sing over a track Ooh. that I put together. Yeah, I did some country shit earlier today. <laughs> I learned that from you. You taught me country. <laughs> I'm old. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll play the track if the Driz has something. Yo, I got millions. Oh, here uh, we go. Dollars. David, I'm going to play your Let's track see what you got. for the Driz. Yo, what up? This is some dope shit. It's really fucking bassy. It's probably the bassiest shit I've ever done. I haven't even done this much bass in the basement. I've done some fucked up shit in the basement. But it wasn't as bassy as this. It was really fucking weird. Let me talk to you about the shit that I did in the basement. I was fucking knocked out. I was knocked unconscious. And then like 10 guys fucking raped me in the ass. Yeah. And they fucking did it in rhythm. Yeah, and they were like... Yeah, they were just like that. Like this. Yeah, just like that. It was fucking bassy, but it was in the basement and it wasn't as bassy as this. Have you ever been raped by like 10 guys in a basement? I don't fucking think so. Because nobody's been raped as many times as the fucking Drizz because I'm the number one fucking rape victim. I've been raped more than anybody. And if you fucking think you've been raped more than me, fucking bring it on, brother, because I'll get raped even fucking more. You can't beat me and how many times you get raped in the ass and in the mouth one time some fucking guy raped me in the dick hole he had like a really tiny like fucking dick it was like pencil size and he fucking stuck it right into my dick hole i fucking raped my dick hole have you ever been raped in the dick hole no you fucking didn't because you ain't the drizz how about the ear holes or the fucking nostrils i don't care i've been fucking raped everywhere you fucking bring it on in the fucking basement. You only get raped in basements. <laughs> yeah, have you ever been raped in a fucking basement? No, you fucking haven't. Yeah. Wow. I bet David wow. sorry even. Wow, there's two things that come to mind when I hear all of that. When I kind of unpack it all. One is, boy, am I glad that I put in the time to put the stupid fucking bass lines together for that. <laughs> And two, <laughs> how come ass play is in every single song you write? Y'all, because the ass is where it's at. That's where all yeah. the feeling comes from, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta fucking speak from your ass. Like, a lot of books, like, if you ever read about, like, vocal fucking training and stuff, they say, like, fucking, like, the diaphragm. Nah, it's all about the ass. Yeah. He's got the most nerve endings in his ass. <laughs> I would have to say that would be true. Holy 
God, that is bad. <laughs> wear a tie. That's where all oh, the feeling comes. I just opened our video. <laughs> but, but I do love the dress. As bad as it is, I love the dress. <laughs> oh, God. So bad it's good. It's so, so rapey. <laughs> it's wow. so rapey, and I'm so glad that I put in all that time for that baseline. I'm like... What an asshole I am. <laughs> Joke's on you, David. That's <laughs> you just thinking this is going to be your break. Like, this is going to be the fucking... You, you, you hire this dude. He's going to rap to this oh. bass, and you're both going to make millions of dollars, and you get that. Would you <laughs> ever go on stage with the Driz? I would go on stage any day of the week just to see what the hell would happen and how many uh, you know tomatoes get thrown at <laughs> Rocks, tomatoes. <laughs> Tomatoes. Still those. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. David, what's Julia been doing? She's been doing live interviews on YouTube, right? Yeah, she's been oh, doing wow. a couple of those. She did uh, Joe Bob Briggs a couple weeks ago up in Wisconsin. Yeah, and I saw that. She did, uh, we had the singer of Kansas in our living room, which is kind of weird. But, wow. you know, it, it was what it was. Did you know him from working in the music industry or did she yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. and that's a, yeah, he's an old friend of mine uh ronnie platt so he, he came over and he did, did us a little solid that's cool why was it that weird cool. you said it was kind of weird well you know when you're doing interviews in your own house that's the first <laughs> time we ever did that oh, so okay. that was a little bit different than what we've ever done because every other oh. interview we've you know done on the podcast yeah was always over the phone so having somebody in your house was like, uh, it was a little weird, but it, Ronnie's awesome. We love Ronnie. Is that separate from the podcast? Like, is that only on YouTube or does she put that, does she put that in the, uh, unwritable rants? We, we, we did both on that one. Mm. Cool. Cool. So we did the audio version just for the podcast. And then of course, you know, you, you could see it out there. So, and cool. then we just put up the Aruba video just, uh, yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. We were barely sober. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, David, I had to edit that fucker down pretty hard. Yeah. Pretty hard. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, uh, are Tom and Steve still around? Uh, t Tom and Jerry? What? Who? Well, what? Those guys. Those guys from a few Dude, seasons I, ago. I, I haven't even checked. I don't even even know if they're still around scott bale no idea around. if they're still <laughs> did you see my hey scott? tell me about the whole scott and by the way we played your scott bale song the slambo song <laughs> when he sang that we played it for our friends out in michigan and they're like who do you hang out with <laughs> <laughs> dude that song was genius two or three days later oh. david you get a call from your friends and they're like hey we can't be we friends with you anymore you. <laughs> we can't know you exactly. anymore they're like, uh, yeah, you can't come out to our cabin anymore. Yeah, we're, we're kind of done with you. Well, he... But they thought it was the funniest goddamn thing. Yeah. And we didn't even have context of what happened. I, I did, but they didn't. They had no idea about the tweets and all the stuff yeah. that happened before that. There was a lot. There was a lot of uh, bad blood between us and the Bayoverse. <laughs> he cock-blocked an interview because of his rape allegations and... Uh, and then he blocked a buddy of ours, Steve Coulter. And uh, that was. Oh, you're I, kidding me. Yeah, no, he, he he attacked a child author, a children's author, friend of his, of Steve's, 
So Steve went on Twitter to defend her, and he had been pre-blocked. So I I took it to next level, which is what I do, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Hardly. It, it got <laughs> to the next level. It got to <laughs> wacky. Well, well, I'm just telling you right now that I already have an idea for a theme song for, uh, you know, uh, Joni Loves Cha- uh What is it? Uh, no. Uh, Joni loves Crotchy. I have a total theme song for it. Yeah. Joni loves Crotchy. Let it fly. <laughs> I'll send it over next week. Cool. Joni loves Crotchy. Well, who sent the? Uh, it was the. Who's the guy that does the Green Korean podcast? Oh, Chris. Oh, he's he's great. He sent me the screenshot that Chachi means penis in Korean. So it was the biggest. <laughs> Show oh, in Korea. Really? I didn't see that one. Yeah, he sent me a screenshot that Chachi loves Joni, or Joni loves Chachi was the biggest was sitcom ever in in Korea because Chachi means penis. And they just thought it was all like it was hilarious to watch. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's or they so just weird you say that because we're actually going to be seeing Chris out in Las Vegas when we go out there in June. Cool. We're going to be uh, we're going out to dinner and uh, hanging out with him on uh, Saturday night uh, at the end of the uh, what is it uh, third week of June? I, don't, I can't remember what it is, but we're hanging out with him and uh, the folks from Drift and Ramble are coming out there to hang out in Vegas with us. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so they're coming there to like meet up with you guys. That's amazing. We're podcast idiots, you know. Oh, no, you that's guys are podcast do. legends. Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> I heard even Slambo go. Slambo <laughs> 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 was just clearing my throat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> These are say podcast legends. We're like, yeah, in our own mind. <laughs> Who would you want to box, David? Slim or Slambo? Uh, ooh, good Slim's, question. Slim's lost twice. Slambo or Slim? Oh, you know what? Twice, Actually, yeah. I would like to, to uh, box. Uh, who who was that the author that you had on? Oh, that was the, Jan the Michael, one that you and I always talk about. Michael Nemeth. Oh, look at oh, it. Yes, man. that's the guy I want to box. Michael with, Nemeth. with your dick, <laughs> with, with my penis. Yes, <laughs> money's on Dan. <laughs> money's on my penis. <laughs> Got that money on that penis, bro. <laughs> Michael Nemeth. Oh, he's stuck. <laughs> wow, that was like, what, three, four seasons ago? I didn't even know. I don't even know. It was about the time of Tom and Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's about that time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we uh, started, uh, I think, like, finding out about you guys probably about six months before that, and then we couldn't stop listening after that, the Michael Nemeth stuff, and uh, oh, what was the third thing? There was a third thing. I can't remember. Anyway. So you remember, you know, I'm it, trying to think so of the other shit that we... So what you Slim has staying power? Well, you know. Uh, yeah. we, we've had a lot of good conflicts throughout the years. And, <laughs> yeah. and like, you said Michael Nemeth. shit starter. It's a, yeah, Robert, loves you guys um, because you guys don't give a fuck. I don't give a, no expl- fucks, Exploded dude. did it was amazing. I don't exploded. know if you remember those guys. That was a great, um, just... Those dudes just constantly changing their mind about us. Um, who else... There's a couple going. Oh, you oh. Had tons of like 
the interviews when they go south, like really quick, those are my favorite ones. Oh my god! I also love our fake show. The, the, you always do the intros for, but our fake shows are. David, so do you know like what those are? Do you listen to any of our fake shows? Do you just like yeah. Rob sends you a script, and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Is that he'll send me a script, and then sometimes I can listen, and sometimes I can't. And when I can listen, I go. Oh, I didn't know that's what that was for. <laughs> I had no idea. Just I didn't know the refunding it. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> Rob sends me notes. Why so, am I incriminated? Okay. For this? I love, too, the times I send you notes and you call me and you're like, what the fuck do these <laughs> does mean? He, does like, he call you? <laughs> yeah. Like, these don't even well, make yeah, sense. Rob, Rob one time said, he goes, hey, do the A, a theme, uh, the A team theme, <laughs> but don't do it. I'm like, what? What the fuck does that mean? I'm like, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Just do it, bro. But you don't can do it. He's like, hey, dude, can you do, do me a solid? And I'm like, yeah, cool. He's like, uh, do the A-team theme, but don't do it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm a mess, bro. <laughs> that sounds like it's right out of his notebook. It's like I'm looking yeah. at it right now, and yeah. it's just like the scribble. Yeah. <laughs> That's Rob what is, is my favorite person to work with, you know, for production stuff. When oh. he asked me to do so, and every single time, if I'm in town or you know I'm around, I will absolutely always do it. Nice, but. But when you ask me for these stupid fucking requests that I have no idea what the fuck you're asking me about. One's I'm coming like, soon. One's I'm coming like, soon, David. There's going to be a new, uh, there's going to be a few too many rapes. Ooh, intros. I love it, man. No, you, you know that I love working with you, man. Oh, yeah. Totes. Totes love. And Rob, like, I, I, I feel this way. Rob has improved so much over the years, especially just, like, looking at too many rapes and where it started and where it is now. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just so amazing to see the growth <laughs> in his writing abilities. I, I was listening to your Too Many Rapes today, and I'm, I'm like, this is a real script. Yeah. With real, I mean, he, he could be writing just, you know, a, like, like a cartoon series or something. Or, you know, uh, trying to get character stuff. He's got a whole thing worked out, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah. I mean, you guys really put a lot of work into that now." Yeah, that that was the reaction I had with my buddy last week, who I was like, "Hey, you got to listen to this too many rates because I, we made fun of your whatever because of some D and D bullshit." And I was like, "Oh, you got to listen to this," and he's like, "Ah, I don't even like it because of the name." And then he listened to it, and he's like, "Wow." He was just like blown away. He's like, I can't believe like that. That was so good. And how that's the rape. <laughs> that's the universe I've created. There's finger blaster and the fembot and the doc and the, and the, the doctor, the doc rapes. Dude. And just to be so consistent with the characters too. Like I, I could imagine how hard that could be to like continue the, the, the characters and you, you really have that all like in check and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, you know bro. what scares me more than anything is that you guys are becoming more like Juliet's podcast than you realize. <laughs> when you just start writing stuff out, I'm like, oh my god, there's actually stuff that they actually like prep for. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like certain nights of the week I got to do this certain thing. Like, yeah, Friday every Friday night is too many rapes. I just write that like, and and dressings. <laughs> I find dressings. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys got going on tonight? 
Ooh. Well, we had the boxing match. We had the boxing match. We had... Um, I was oh, winded yeah, yeah. for, like, after. literally two... So, like, we tried to do a segment yeah. after the boxing match, and Slambo and I... Me more so, but Slambo, too. Like, we're both just coughing, and Rob's, like, trying to be like, well, what is the joystick of that? And I'm just like... We had um, Seinfeld writer, Peter Malmond on. Yeah, he was... I, I, I heard that you had him on, but I didn't get a chance to listen to him. Such How a really cool. Such a great interview. Such a great guy to talk to. Just like talking to a real guy. Like, yeah, yeah. no. Not not above us at all. Like just just a really cool dude. We had Nikki from uh Nikki Needs an Adult. She's she really was cool. great. And then we had you. Oh, oh no, wait, Let, let's back up for a second. So the Seinfeld writer, yeah, he's above us. So yeah. let's just say that up right front. Well, <laughs> maybe. But he was still he, but he maybe. seemed like just talking to like a normal guy, like a guy at our level and that kind like of understood. One of your family members coming yeah. Like he just yeah, he didn't you know, yeah. He he was good. He was good. He people. seemed like like old old grandpa who says a lot of offensive things. <laughs> yeah, to give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's <it. laughs> like that's awesome. Our peeps. So yeah, he was the big name of tonight. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. I get really cool. writer. Yeah, dude, he wrote for most of the nine years it ran. He wrote yada yada yada. The Sponge episode, he wrote a bunch of really just yeah. legendary episodes. Like, super cool. Good. I mean, you guys are hitting big time, man. That's pretty awesome. We, just, we do. His perspectives on the culture and where we're at as far as, like, politically correct things go and stuff was really interesting to hear all that. That didn't go anywhere. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nice try, though, Slim. I yeah. tried. I tried to be <laughs> he intelligent. He tries every few years. Every uh, every now and then. And then I, he sees I a shadow. I know words together, so that's awesome. <laughs> I know words. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the name of the show. I know I words. Know words. I know words. That's my solo <laughs> podcast. I know words. <laughs> I know words. Food I goes words. here. <laughs> <laughs> David. And you can... Follow that up with Driz is fired. Yeah. Well, the Driz. Yo, I fucking am fired. Yeah. More fire than anybody. Yeah, a lot of fucking fire. His. Yeah. yeah. You you don't bring the fire as much as I bring the motherfucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> David. We love you, bro. We love you. Hey, Long man. time. You guys are always awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me on. As always, you guys are just freaking amazing. That you are too, brother. We will talk to you soon, brother. See you guys. Be good. You too, my man. Ah, oh, such a good show. Who's going to sign us out of here? Champion Slambo? Yeah. You are listening to the Rob and Slim Show. And I am the heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah. He's got to fight. Hollywood Christian Vogel. Yeah! <laughs> he has to You're now. Christian next week, bro. All right. We'll see you guys Jokes next week. You. Okay, have a crappy weekend. Hope your house burns down. Bye. 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 This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. 
Hush your face, it's coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us Sick ass pods that'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com